A squid eating dough in a polyethylene bag is fast and bulbous. Got me? 11 o'clock comics, episode 140. Oh, he lied to us. Our boy David lied to us. How? What did he say last week that he was gonna that you were gonna do for this week? Oh, I was gonna do the ho ho ho. Yeah. Yeah. Want me to do it again? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Happy Jew. There you go. Captain Onik. Eleven o'clock comics, episode one hundred and (laughs) forty. Nice. It's infectious, isn't it? It's like a fart. You gotta giggle. <laughs> it's center claws. <laughs> the black paper between a mirror breaks my heart. How's the what? How loud is the music gonna be this week during the intro? Um, fairly. Not, it's not metal. It's it's Captain B fart actually. Commemorating his passing. Still softly through snow. Okay. So it's pretty. It's it's even. The wild goose flies everybody to doing? Where? Breaks my heart. I'm good. I can't go. I'm getting. I'm half. My, mentally, I'm in Florida. Right. So, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Oh, is loyal and and will record when I'm not from when I'm not at home. What's that about? He's well, because because when 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 Jason obviously when he goes on vacation, of, of course. Oh, that's wife, right. Not David's not home. Back. That's right. Look at you. That's right, baby, baby. Oh, I'm, right. enjoying, I'm enjoying the balmy 45 plus degree weather in what? North Carolina. Oh, that sounds terrible. You sound better you, in North is your Carolina. Dad in with us? That that is sitting in with me. That's why I asked how how loud the music. <laughs> what up? That, that's what <laughs> up, me? Hey, hi, Dad. Oh, What's up, Papa so, P? so that since it, you're king dap, so he would be like the all father, the high Pretty exalted much. Mystic yeah, Kuba yeah, dap, so. Archduke yeah. Dad, Dad of Price. <laughs> Dad of Price. <laughs> nice, oh, dude. That's hot. The original dap. The original oh, dap because it's well, Dad Price. Day, so you, yeah. you came out of his oh, dick. That's good. That's sweet. <laughs> that's that's way to kill the moment. Hey, no, that makes the moment. That's, that's a moment maker. You were, the, you were once the. You were once the. Uh, you were once the uh, byproduct of getting in where he fit in. There you go. Multiple <laughs> times I heard and locations. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> the season. I know. I'm all sight. I'm all fired up for this holiday episode. Hey, everybody! It's eleven o'clock comics, and I am Vince B. Yes, you are, and and I am I am Christopher Neesman. Yeah, I'm David Price. And I'm King Moonracer. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you know, this week I have no idea what you're talking about. You are <laughs> you are not King Moonracer. What is that from? Shame on you all. You call yourselves Christmas fans. Well, Vince doesn't. No. King Moonracer is the ruler of the island of misfit toys. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah, you know, the you, lion with the wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King Moon, that was his name? Yeah. Oh, I just thought, call, call him the lion. See, I could have been Hermie, the dentist. Oh, you want to be the dentist. I was Yukon Cornelius last year's episode before right. Christmas. So yep. I couldn't do that again. So. 
Yeah, yeah, or yeah, King Moon Racer. It's a theme. And no, but you're not King Moon Racer. You are Jason Wood. And this Dapalicious episode of Eleven O'Clock Comics is brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com word. DCBService.com where you Yes, you, I'm looking at you, can get your comics and collectibles at huge discounts. Take a little gander at this. Bomb Queen versus Hack Slash. Valentine's Day special one shot. Because Valentine's Day is coming up. The regular price is $3.50. Slashed in half. $1.75. You can get the new Cinderella Fables Are Forever miniseries. The first issue of that. Uh, written by Chris Roberson. Drawn by the awesome Sean McManus. Regular price. Three bucks? Uh-uh. 45% discount. Your price, $1.64. And you can get what I'm assuming will be an abomination. Fantastic Four 588. Written by Hickman. Penciled by Dragoda. Regular price, $4. Because it's in a bag. That makes it special. 50% off, $1.99. DCBService.com. Picture Box. Ditko. Cheap Comics. Where else are you going to go? That's the new song. Word. Yep. Discount comic book service. They're awesome. Merry Christmas to them, by the way. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Yep. So what shall do we, we got? What shall we get to uh, to this week's holiday drink roll call? We should, because I have a surprise. Really? Yeah, mixing it up. Trying something different. Oh, why don't you lead us off? Um, I liked the look of the uh, six-pack. The graphics on it, that is. Ah, uh, slave to the marketing. So I said, let me try this. It looks it looks manly. It looks, the Miller Lite it, it, it Vortex. No, it looks right. predatory. It looks oh, kind okay. of like, it's called Landshark Premium oh, Lager, uh, island-style lager from Margaritaville Brewing Company. So this has something to do with Jimmy Buffett then. I would imagine so, yeah. And I have not tasted it because I wanted to um, do so on the show, and I will do that right now. Glug glug glug. It's a little. It's a little. It's a little pale. Mm. It's a little pale. Yeah, I like them dark, but I figured let me give it. It does. It's it's very satiny. Yeah, yeah, like my man. It it just it's a is it a it's just a lager. What it's a lager, but it's a very very light lager. Okay, so it's a light lager. Yeah, it's not bad. It's got a nice head on it. <laughs> okay. And uh, it tastes good, so that's all I care about. Uh, I was going to get something called UFO, but they that didn't. Interesting. Yes, there was like four different kinds: wheat, raspberry, um, some white, and the one I wanted, the one the, the safe bet was just like UFO lager, uh, was not there. So I said, I don't want to get yeah, any raspberry yeah, shit. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm I'm gonna challenge you to to step out of your logger safety box. Hmm. I could do that. I'm I'm flexible. Yeah. Yeah, it's I I think that I think that you could start exploring some some porters and and stouts. And no milk stouts though cuz I'm like lactose intolerant. Well, yeah, but that it's 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 made with it's it's a I'll be providing the theme song if I drink that shit. You know, I, th- oh, I, nice. think, you would, I think it would be fine because it, it's just it's fermented with with a, a milk sugar, so there's not actually milk in it. Oh, it's okay, a, we'll try it. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's milk sugar. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I think you should you should start playing around with some um, at least some porters and then maybe some some we'll stouts. See. You know, we'll work you up to an imperial stout. Uh, Mister uh, Mister Price, how about you? 
not too festive. Nothing holiday. I didn't. Um, I didn't get a chance to run over to the 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 chain of liquor stores down here. It's called ABC. But uh, we did find some <laughs> absolute. <laughs> I, I've I've been in North Carolina. I've been to an ABC. I've, it's, yeah, I've got go government there. government fucking run yeah. liquor stores. They were actually nice. they, they, they were they were talking about it in the news yesterday. They were uh, I guess either the, there was something about the people or the government and and who benefits and whether or not someone's getting richer. But uh, I am sipping on uh, actually I'm having a screwdriver with a little bit more absolute than OJ. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah, very you polite this week. Am I? I know. He's yes. Well, because, well, oh, I am. But that, yeah, that's that. That is here. But I'm. I'm <laughs> the, the vodka hasn't hit me yet, so uh-huh. it's getting hot. So. Yeah, it, it's crazy in North Carolina. You 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 can buy beer in certain places, but only hard liquor at the ABCs, which yeah. are run by the state. Yep. I didn't know it, that. It's crazy. I mean, it, it's it's like. It's like being in a different fucking country. You have to or, swear. Or, 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 like, or like Paramus on a Sunday, where you're not getting <laughs> jammed. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jason, how about, how about you? What are you sipping on for our holiday episode here? I am drinking an 11.2% alcohol by volume. Nice. Arrogant double bastard. Oh my goodness, really? Wow. Yes, sir. He said, I saw your bastard Vince and I raised. I got to get some of that. That's some. I had. uh, One sip and I'm stupid. I had several. uh, Where we go to watch Bears games, they have Arrogant Bastard on tap. The cave? And uh, (laughs) uh, uh, it's a place called The Pickery. In uh, uh, known for their no, known for their pork products, their their pulled pork nachos, excellent. Uh, and my you know, um, uh, congratulations to the NFC North uh, Division champion Chicago Bears. And I would like to thank Jason and his Philadelphia Eagles for helping to pave the way for our uh, our division championship and hopefully uh, a second seed in the playoffs so so hats off to you and your eagles for a great birthday present for you uh well i will i will i will say partially thank you for that although i expect that we will be the second seed not you but either way i'll tell you <laughs> well i you know we've already had one bet this year should we go for another one no the, no no let's let's see if we get oh, to face each other in the playoffs okay. yeah i th- i think i think the i think the eagles might be coming back for uh, another another trip through through soldier field that's uh, that's my my prediction. Well, that, well, maybe. How fun would, would that be? David, it would be kind of crazy. Eleven o'clock kickoff. What, what are they yeah. talking about? I don't. Know. <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, yeah, that's right. But are, do you like the the double bastard? Tasty, right? It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's dark. It's dark, just like uh, like Vince's men. Just like just like Vince's taint. Mm. Go it, go uh, for the well, easy, <laughs> the easy it's laugh. Very, it's very, very dark red, sort of like what I envision uh, Scarlett Johansson's nether region. Ooh, nice. Lapity <laughs> oh, lap. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm actually drinking a, uh, a Christmas beer. This is the um, uh, the 2010 Anchor Brewing Company uh, Christmas Ale, and they they have a, a different Christmas Ale uh, each year. They've been doing this for 36 years. They uh, they come out with a uh, uh, with a Christmas ale every year. It's a different recipe, and uh, it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, it has uh, a lot of uh, a lot of Christmas spices 
to it. Um, you know, you get a get a nose full of it, and and it just it kind of smells like the season. Uh, there's just you know a lot of uh, you know winter spice and uh, faint licorice smell to it, and uh, yeah, it's just a. a a really, really flavorful, uh, nice dark ale. So uh, the fine folks at Anchor Brewing Company out there in, in San Francisco, I believe is where they are. Cool. Uh, yep, so wonderful stuff. All right. Before we move on, I have to give a little bit of thanks. Mm-hmm. Anybody else have to give thanks? Because we'll gang mm-hmm. them up now. Mm-hmm. I hold in my hand... Express mail. Nobody, nobody gets anything except for you. You know that, right? Express mailed to me at ridiculous cost mm. by Rob C. Vila, formerly Thanos Doom on our forums. Right. He has this book here right in my hand. He has completed my spawn run. He nice. sent me <laughs> issue 115. So he has joined the pantheon of 11 o'clock comics gods and every episode for a month now i will say thank you rob c vila for going way far beyond like he express mailed it to me what is that about he spent i don't want to say how much he spent but like in my opinion silly amounts of money to get this thing to me i could have waited like a week but or two i mean it spawned (laughs) so maybe one week but uh, no, I, I, this is this beautiful. It's just a wonderful gift. Thank you very much. I'm done now. I have all of Spawn, all of Spawn, the Dark Age, all of uh, Spawn, uh, Curse of the Spawn. The only one I don't have, I'm not. I don't have a complete run of Spawn the Undead, but that's only like nine issues. So I do can you, pick do those you, up. Do you, how do you feel? I speak. I feel. Um, I feel like I'm standing atop a large building with a huge cape that's blowing in the wind, and and nice. and it's just rushing through. Yeah, I feel liberated. I have all Wait, spawn. Next, you work on f- finishing up your fathom run. No, next that was hey. supposed to be funny, but I, <laughs> next I have, I, I, <laughs> I have uh, I I have all those. I you did. know what I'm going to finish next? Actually, I like fathom. Fathom is a good series, and apparently the first hundred issues of Witchblade. Too. I'm a little spotty on uh, Wildcats. Oh, well, that's easy to be spotted. So are the creators. Yeah. <laughs> I've never read Wildcats 3.0. Which it's heard fantastic. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, it's really good. Except, yeah. I think that's, that's the best uh, Wildcats. That's uh, Casey, right? Yeah, Joe Casey. Yeah. 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 yeah, Travis Roy, right? Yeah. Well, some of it is Travis yeah. Roy. Yeah, Do they just um, re-release all that in yes. trade? Yeah, the first yes. the first trade came out sometime well a few months ago, and I think the second is either well if it was in the recent solicits and it's a DC solicit, it'll probably be sometime before August. The um, the speaking of thanks, oh. I was just going to say one thing before you move on. Go ahead. Superheroes in the boardroom doesn't sound very exciting, but when you read Casey's Wildcats 3.0, it mm-hmm. it works. It works really well, and it is exciting. Yes, it, one whole issue about a battery doesn't seem like on paper. And we were sound, sound silly. Damage control last week, but yeah, yeah. Right I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, you want to finish? It's. Uh, I want to thank Mr. Sean Pryor. Uh, it, it dawned on me when I opened up the the box from Lone Star that uh, he and I were talking about this miniseries on Twitter a few months ago. He uh, he sent me the six issues of the 
Legends miniseries. From, oh, from, oh, burn. Oh, burn. Sweet. Yeah. That's Kessel, right on Inks? It, it's, it, yes, that's why it looks so pretty. And it's, uh, it's, it's, um, Ostrander and, uh, and Wayne. So it, and it, it was the launch of the Justice League, ha, bwa, ha, ha era of, uh, of that book. But it was, it, it's a, it's a title I have not read in, and I don't know how long. So mm. I think upon receipt of, of this gift, I will be on an episode of his podcast and in your future talking about it. Do you remember cool. that you talked me into buying that run uh, at New York Comic Con? Yes. Or sh- I'm sorry, at Cito Cito's run. No, it's, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you read it? Uh, I read the first three issues, I think, and then okay. I have them sitting waiting to be finished. I never got back around to it, but maybe now I have okay. incentive. So far, so good? Yeah, absolutely. I just, it's one of the things, you know, you forget. Like, I just got sidetracked and I just forgot that I didn't have it until you brought it up. And it's new guys. Uh, and also thank you to uh, Mr. Jeremy G, who was uh, my secret Santa this year. And he sent me um, the San Francisco Panorama, McSweeney's number 33, the newspaper oh. in the big old bag. Nice. Uh, the Next Wave Ultimate Collection trade paperback, and which I started uh, the other day, the first volume awesome, of Pluto. Yay! Oh, cool. Well... So, sometime in 2012, whenever we've all read Pluto, we can talk about it. But I finished it last week. <laughs> wow, look at you. Show. Finished in a manga before the rest of us. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, I finished. Well, hey, well, I, I want to, for a moment, I I read 1,600 pages of manga. So I d- I'm just going to throw that out there. And, mm-hmm. and and I enjoyed it. So so back off. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about a week's equivalent uh, of publishing in Japan. Yeah. Oh. Oh no. Yeah. That's a battle in one. Piece. Good on you. One battle. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give him. Got to give him props. He yep. did handpick it though. It's not like somebody threw like bleach at him and said, you know, <laughs> yeah, read it. So. Well, yeah. maybe 20th Century Boys this year. Maybe. <laughs> All right. So uh, my thanks go out to. Mr. Mike Sims, who was my Santa, uh, and uh, he sent me a big old package. Uh, first of all, of course, Mike, being uh, a whiskey drinker, he sent me uh, some a bottle of Woodford Reserve. Mm. Mike's from Kentucky, too. Mike knows his, his bourbon. So I have not opened it yet, but I figured my, uh, my, my father-in-law comes tomorrow, and he likes the liquor. So I figured we might uh, open up tomorrow and, and give it a whirl. Do do uh, yourself a favor. Don't mix that with anything. All right. I'll, I'll do my best to not. That, um, that, that, then, that's, that's good bur- good bourbon. All right. Uh, he also included in the package uh, by Mr. Alan Moore, Voice of the Fire. Uh, Ooh. Novel, Ooh. Right. Which I have not read, so I'm very much looking forward to that. He included a volume of Sonic the Hedgehog comics. Yes! Which is awesome. Um, and I'm going to read that with the boys. Uh, and he included both uh, of the Alien Legion Omnibu from Dark Horse. <laughs> yeah. So, homeboy hooked me up. Thank you so much, Mike. Um, and also, I need to give a quick thanks to Mr. Sean Pryor, uh, who, I guess, had commissioned a, uh, an, a big lob... G.I. Joe fans out there should know who Big Lob is. Uh, a Big Lob uh, uh, commission from Andy Jewett, 
and he thought I would enjoy it, so he made me a print of it and sent it to me. Cool. Um, so thank you, Sean P. Uh, and then one last thanks to Mr. Mahmoud Asrar. Uh, mm. I have bought a uh, I bought a page of Mahmoud's art very happily um, from Young Avengers Siege Young Avengers, and in the package which came yesterday was not only the page but an awesome. Uh, Deadpool listening to a podcast uh, uh, commission that he threw in as a, uh, a, a gratis, and it was dedicated to me and my wife. So my wife, this is my first, the first ever comic book art dedicated to my wife. So, uh, very, very cool of him, and, uh, and and certainly not necessary. So uh, I really appreciate that. Now and, tell me, is uh, Mahmoud from Turkey? Yes. Yeah. Because yes. there was a card in my mailbox today. Sorry, we missed you, and the package was from Turkey. I believe that it's would be probably him. Unless you Damn. also know Ildre Sinar, it's probably him. Oh, um, no, I don't know him. Sorry. Yeah. My mood um, is, that dude is going to be a star. That he is, he's bringing it. Well, yeah. stuff. Let's get him on Spawn. <laughs> but don't you want the book to come out? Oh. What does that mean? 200's coming out mean? soon. Vincent, Vincent, I... I'd like to talk to you about something. You do oh. that. This is your speaking forum. Speaking, speaking of, of forums, forums, yeah. Uh, <laughs> bull, bullpen, right, bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forum. That's where you can join our forum and participate in the wonderful discussion we have going on there. Most of it positive. Most of it. Did we do a spo uh, the sponsorship? Yeah, sure did. Yes. Wow, blanked out. Okay, cool. It's okay. Um, I read something recently up to the beginning of the fifth issue. And I figured we'll have a couple minutes to talk about it because I do love teasing you. Yes. But I also like to uh, know what it is that I'm talking about when I'm doing the teasing. I recently made it through the first four issues of Haunt. <laughs> what do you mean, made it through? He clawed his way to the end. <sighs> I I I will I will say I did not hate it. <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah. I uh like I said I started the fifth issue and then I had to um come into the room to to record so I'm not I, I can't continue it at the moment but um it's there are parts of it that definitely and and whether you construe this as as good or bad there are parts of it that it you can tell it's an image book, and not, and not so much because of, well, mostly because of of the art, obviously. But right, right. It's just it has this feel, whether it's the language being used, the way the story is being told, the characters in it. It um, don't forget it, the it, uh, the way the characters are positioned too, because I'll be honest, there are a lot of panels where the the haunt character or the Daniel Kilgore transformed character looks a lot like Spawn. You got to be yeah, honest, and, and he looks a lot like Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but 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 it is Capullo. So well, it's it's Capullo layouts, right? It's Otley Capullo. Yeah, it's a lot of lot of Otley. I think it's a lot of all of them. But I think um, it's a lot of Otley. As I said when we first talked about this, I think it's a case of three very talented people making uh, combining for less. Okay, yes. that's a valid. <laughs> yes, 
No, not <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. not yes. No, no. That's his opinion. Well, I just That's... think they lose their distinctiveness, all of which I have to enjoy. I'm, I'm, a gre- I'm agreeing yeah. with Jason's opinion. Cool. I, I love I Ryan Otley's stuff, and it's it's not my favorite Otley work. There are, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's you have Robert Kirkman, who is very much, I guess we'd say, loved or enjoyed by by, by lots of people. Yeah. You have McFarlane, where it's like, holy crap, Todd's actually getting his hands dirty with a comic book again. Todd and, the God, and it's 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 I don't. When I say, all right, I, I want to preface this with: there are times where if you if you tell somebody, "Is this the best you could do?" No, it may not be the best they could do. It's just something they wanted to do. But then, if it's not going to be the best that you can do, why bother doing it at all? But I find it hard to believe that this concept is the best that the minds of Robert Kirkman and Todd McFarlane can do. Preach. Oh, but. Okay, that's a valid point. It is very much, I won't use the word lowbrow, but it, it is... No, I wouldn't say the, it's the, the, the concept, there are some ideas there that... that, that the the, that the concepts are well-trod, well well-traveled, well-trod. Yeah. We, have, we have seen a lot of this before. But right. I, I approach everything, it... Everything, everything doesn't have to be exactly. a five-star book. No, right. no, no. Everything doesn't have to be a, a revolutionary... Uh, new work in the medium. It doesn't have. There's novelty yeah. is not a prerequisite. But Correct. when I open that cover, I'm expecting kick-ass Capullo art. Um, you know, a decent, gritty, pseudo superhero bloodbath, and you get this morality. Not a morality play, but you get the the two brothers and and the interplay between them. I don't expect anything other than a good time. I'm not expecting. Uh, to fall back on the old chestnut, an Alan Moore book or a, a Morrison book. I just want to have fun. That's why I love Spawn. Spawn is all about fun to me. Really? Okay. Yes. Yeah, Spawn's a fun book. It, I mean, it's 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 about hell, mostly, and it's about <laughs> nasty goings-on, but it's fun. It's cool. Just to, <laughs> you, you got a, a hero with, you know, godlike proportions, and I, I just like it. Um it's. I don't understand. Number one, why you're approaching this with kid gloves? You don't like it. Say you don't like it. Who the hell cares what I think? You know what I mean? Just no, because I, I love the book. No, no, dude. If 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 I didn't like it, I wouldn't have gone on to read this another is three issues. This is true. This is true. But I, point. You know, it's. I guess you're not I, someone I, who reads issues just for the sake of them because they're there. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My fantastic form. I can attest to that. Yeah. The, the uh, I may be you know, joining you. It's um, oh. it's nice and warm over Actually, here. Actually, kill Susie tomorrow. No, it's not going to be Susie. Uh, just to take a little detour here, if you look at the the uh, fear itself uh, teaser, not teaser, but image that they had with all the heroes there, the thing is in it. And if you look at that promotional image with the the uh, one of them's invisible. One of them's invisible in the three D in the squares. Right. So I, it's got to be Reed. They're not. They're not going to no, punk out and kill, kill Johnny. Reed. Reed's the only interesting person in the group. It's Johnny, dude. Come on. It's not true. It's not Johnny. They just killed Johnny. Johnny, Johnny Reed is just died. John, how are they going to kill Reed? Can they just died? John Johnny is to the FF what the Wasp was to the Avengers. It seems seems important, but not really, and old so well, i don't know about that but i mean just the, the 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 whole let's kill somebody off is really 
dumping a bad taste in my mouth. Is and it, it, I mean, is, is it, do we know that a killing is going to happen or can it be true. just a leaving? I mean, I, I don't, I, I said I haven't been reading it, so I don't Should know. Should we what eat our own medicine and judge the work for the work once we see it? We could do that, but as long I mean, as that maybe, thing's drawn, I mean, and I'm going to have Is it possible that this Council of Reeds comes back for Reed? It's very possible. Anything's and, possible. And he ends, up, he ends up joining them. I mean, I'm just, or you know, I don't know. I, it's I, it, to be honest, you know, it, it, maybe it, it, becomes maybe Johnny becomes uh, Galactus's new herald. Herald. Oh yeah. Wow, we've never seen cool. that before. Uh, <laughs> Well, no, hey, no like just said there aren't too many original ideas. I, I know, I know, but just to be honest, and this is a product of what some of the guys are talking about on our forum, where there's a tendency to uh, pussyfoot around negative comments, and I'm not going to do that. The reason, if I do leave Fantastic Four, it's not going to be because of the story. If I do leave, it's going to be because of the art. I think Epting is totally mismatched on that book. His art, his his art is agonizingly lackluster. I can't even get through a friggin' issue. And Epting's a great artist. It just yeah, seems I, like I really it seems like they I do too. I think he's great on on books like Captain America and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but it's Yeah, it, but it, to see him on I want to see him on a really awesome World War II book. It's just not working for me at it's all. It's an odd thing where where you've got like this cuz you know Captain America, right? You've had this long-running sequence of artists that have had very much this, uh, cut from the same cloth. Now, don't get me wrong, some of them have not, in my opinion, been as masterful as others, so I'm not going to try and say every page Luke Ross puts down is equivalent to every page that I saw from you know, Epting or Perkins or something, but, but that said, um, I feel like Fantastic Four's kind of been going that route for a while now too, right? You have these guys that are all kind of, with the exception of Eaglesham, who wasn't on it very long, you've got this string of guys that are kind of very grounded in their approach and and i i it just seems like an odd odd grouping of artists to put on that book like, right and it do, it doesn't work Epti, or hitch didn't work hitch's art was no that's what i mean and then you had flash uh, uh, said the better yeah said the better. i and mean then, yeah, hitch right. went way out to to litter each panel with detail but like so what it, it just seemed like like photo funnies again every character is incredibly realistic all the faces are incredibly detailed it, that's boring to me get that off the page i would rather see a guy that has a cartoon not a cartoony but a less realistic approach sure. on fantastic four like like Joe Casey said in that great interview that Tom Spurgeon did with him uh, on the com recently on the Comics Reporter, there's no limits to the human imagination in comics. Why not whack it out? Just get it crazy. That's what Kirby and and that other guy did in the beginning. They just they they the threw crazy concepts and and larger than life characters and just amazingly impossible scenarios on the page. Why not do that? I don't want to see a friggin' train. You know, three or, four, three or four pages of a train. You know, it just it, it kills me that Fantastic Four has descended so low on my list of priorities. When it sh it should be the number one book. It should be my, my the book that I wait for every month. It's Fantastic Four. It's the granddaddy, the progenitor of all superhero comics in one universe, in the Marvel universe. I'll I'll you mm -hmm. know couch that. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know, it's sad when you look at it, and I pick up an issue, and the only good thing about it is the cover. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which are yeah, damn nice, by the way. They're sweet, and I hate to be a, a, a bitch. I don't want to complain, but God damn it, get Fantastic Four back on track. Yeah. It'll happen, dude. It's all cyclical. 
It is. Thing, and I was, I was, I, I know Jim Ann is currently reading the uh, the Wade and and Waringo and and Kessel era, which of is phenomenal. It, it really is, and it was. It's. I know I've enjoyed the McDuffie run, but still, that was that was T'Challa and Storm as members right. of the Fantastic Four. And there's nothing wrong with that because we've had substitute members in the past, but the last time the Fantastic Four was truly fantastic for me was truly great was back then and uh with 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 Wade and, and Waringo and That was the last true true great Fantastic Four. You're but right. But it's it's I we, we talk about how things are cyclical and, and how, you know, I wish it would be that great again and I wish I could read the current run and enjoy it as much as then. But sometimes I just think if we didn't have the current run, then we wouldn't have anything to compare the Wade and Ringo run too. It's like it would all be just that well, fantastic yeah. and that great, and it's like, and then it'd be boring. But at least now we can look back and go, "Wow, that was a really great time," and I can't wait for that to happen again. And I wish he was back among us, Mister. R- oh R- yes, yeah. But yeah, uh, I've, I've really kind of learned about how awesome he was a little too late, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a bummer. But. um but yeah, as far as I'm gonna I'm gonna finish once once I, I uh once we're done here tonight I'll probably finish issue five and, and uh and I'll you know, I'll um I'm not it's I guess my expectations were low to begin with, but it it's um it's Thank you, Jason. Hey, you know, <laughs> oh come <laughs> on. <laughs> you know, it was um it just it it uh I don't know, it I'm I'm pleasantly surprised i, I don't that, that you know i mean at first i was like you know it's it's gotten better um than the beginning because it's like oh it's so edgy look it's a priest who smokes and sleeps with women and custody that's where i was going yeah it's i like, read yeah. the first two issues so I, I can't yeah you know he was just like he was a little one note because it was just like all right what what's a priest what is a priest what is it not what does a priest like but what is a priest like and it's like okay let's do everything okay that, that, is, that goes against that and i'll make him that character and you have his brother who wait, wait 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 just answer one just answer a question why does he smoke and sleep around and go unshaven and cuss and be uh less pious than you would expect from a priest why does he do that no, no, because he's he he's because he's racked with guilt over the fact that his brother took his woman. Ah, uh, oh, no, okay. he's he's got really? demons. Am I supposed to read into that? I mean, yeah. I what know. do you mean read into it? it? He, he, no, Kirkman almost crams it down your throat. That he says that 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 you stole my woman, or that you know that that you married the girl I love. Well, how yeah. That so that drove him to the priesthood i, I missed that then I'm well sorry. yeah that's what i'm assuming right I, then, then i missed it then he didn't hit me over the head hard enough i guess it, it, <laughs> um, maybe i was blinded by maybe if he dog. slapped your ass you'd get it there you go it was um you know i i like the brother but now we're finding out how flawed the brother is because anytime they go up against the woman they end up letting the woman go uh it's it's um I kind of like the team that that they're working with, and then I kind of like the bad guy, Herg, because he just he seems to be so polite to his henchmen and, and, and the people <laughs> that work for him and with him, and um, and he weeps when his when his lady friends are killed. Yeah, seriously. He's like, oh, she's, she's bleeding out. All right, I'll leave the notebook. And it's just it's, it's um, you know, it's 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 unique and unusual in in more ways than it isn't. I mean, yeah, you have you have the priest who 
is a pretty big negative to me. It's it's kind of it. Daniel is a is a big mar on the book as far as I'm concerned. But the other aspects of it, the way the story plays out, the way the other characters play with each other, play play, you know what I mean. It it's uh, it it makes up for the priest part. I, I um it I wish if if I had one thing to to really complain about, I wish that. Uh, the priests that that Kurt visioned it that that whenever you see Kurt on the page that he would be that he would look more like an apparition that he would be ghostly. If you were just looking at a at an unlettered page, you wouldn't know that Kurt is only visible or heard by Daniel. You would think everybody else could see him, mm-hmm. and it it it's just it's it that doesn't really that doesn't ring true from other comic related ghosts or apparitions but you know that's that that that's the way they want to visualize this book i mean and that's that's fine that's on them but it it's there's really no way for me to really know that that kurt was a ghost at at first even though i mean the whole the whole purpose and and then you have those creatures that that the doctor created and it reminded me of something that Bernie Wrightson would come up with. It's, you know, there there is there's more good than bad is is what I'm telling you, dude. That's nice. And I'm glad you've, that, that's a real yeah. person right there. No, I just <laughs> think see it's to the point now where Capullo is the regular artist on the book. Yeah, I can't wait to get I I like I've enjoyed all the art, but mm-hmm. a new a new Capullo book for me is a cause for celebration. Open cool. the windows cuz I'm going to go scream. I, I love Greg Capullo's art. Oh god, yes. Yeah, but tonight's gonna. It seems tonight's gonna be image central because later on I got a book, an image book to talk about too. Later on, yeah, I, mean, later I on. got two books to talk about that are not image. So well, why don't why why don't you why don't yeah. you put some meat between our bread? I'd love to put meat between so your to, bread, so dude. to speak. <laughs> Especially in March when we're sharing a roof in Chicago. <laughs> okay, well I'm gonna talk about because I feel like I've been a font of negativity of late. I want to talk about. Something I absolutely adored. Hmm. It Peach. is written and drawn by two men who I had the good fortune of meeting at New York Comic Con. I know what it is. What is, is it? It's Moon and Boz book that they. That is correct. Yep. From Dark Horse, Moon oh. and Boz details. details. It's awesome. Yep. Oh my God. It is awesome. I bought it. Um, Dan C. sent that to me like three years ago, and it's great. There you go. Um, really, three years ago, it just came out. Like from that was a re- that, that's a reprint. Oh, reprint, cool. Uh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so I guess when it was re- resolicited or whatever, I didn't know it was a, it, it was a reprint, but uh, but it came out. I guess I got it like maybe like two months ago, like two three months ago. I don't remember when it came, but it's been sitting on my shelf. But then after. Uh, I don't know what prompted me to just pull it off, but uh, I was like, I just was curious, and I, I was thinking about those guys and what great artists they are, and thought, oh, let me check this out. So, for those that don't know, it is um, it's a small book. It's a little bit larger than a digest size hardcover, um, kind of like about the same size that the um, the Vertigo Crime hardcovers have been, roughly that size. Um, but it is a collection of short stories and vignettes, uh, some written by. Uh, one brother and drawn by the other, some written and drawn by one, some done in collaboration with each other. Um, and to be honest, it's difficult to tell uh, unless you really care to who's doing what. I mean, they're they're. It, it, I read it really as as a work from both of them, you know, in totality. I, I didn't really spend a lot of time thinking 
through the differences between one story versus the other and, and, and who wrote it and why. Um, but man, oh man, was it just fantastic. Um, what was so awesome about it is that, you know, I think like most of us here in, in the United States, we've known about these guys for a, a while now as really hot up-and-coming artists, illustrators. Yeah. Uh, and then... They've um, arrived. They're here. <laughs> yeah, and then Day Tripper came, which just was unbelievable. Um, not to not to preempt the 11 uh, Oscars, but that's let's just say we'll have a place at the table when I give my awards. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was just amazing, and they wrote you know they wrote that, and it was obviously uh, a story without giving the book away for because I think people should read it if they haven't. Um, it's a look at the idea of life and death, and the fact that we make decisions in our life that can alter the way our you know our, our lives outcome is and uh and and it was written very much from their own point of view uh as two men that that grew up in Sao Paulo Brazil and understand that culture and the you know dynam- dynamism that's that's there well details is exactly that it's almost like you could almost look at it as like a prequel for day tripper um it's just stories about uh really in many ways uh autobiographical um in most cases the protagonists in the book are one or the other brother, uh, if not both of them. Um, and sometimes they're, they acknowledge themselves that way, or other times it's just a guy that looks exactly like them, but his name is something different. Um, and all but one of the stories are very, very much grounded in reality, uh, although there is one that sort of deals with the afterlife and time travel, and y- you can see maybe that's kind of where they were starting to dabble with that concept, which worked its way into Day Tripper. Um, and you just see a lot of the same themes that you saw in Day Tripper. Um, clearly, all of these stories deal with, um, I'm just guessing, I don't know these guys personally, but I'm guessing that they have had many a beautiful woman in their life because pretty much all their stories involve <laughs> them getting beautiful women, and I don't suspect it's too much of a reach to think that's actually what happens. Um, but they deal a lot with relationships. They A lot of the stories, uh, much like in Day Tripper, deal with a what-if um, you know, if if you go left instead of right, how does that change your life? What yeah. might that mean for your ability to find true love, your ability to make great friendships, your ability to experience great sadness? Um, they deal a lot with the concepts of alternate realities, um, with sexuality, uh, death. So it, it just was one of those things where I, I it took me in no time at all to read. I actually went back and reread it about a week later. Um, and I just, it's just fantastic. It's, it's, it's a marvelous treat. It's pretty short. It's, um, let's see, it's 112 pages. Uh, so it's a super quick read, but, uh, man, oh man, was it awesome. I, these guys are just, and it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you know their art and you're not, if you didn't read Day Tripper, but you know their art from things like, uh, from, you know, Umbrella Academy and Casanova and stuff, well, you know, it's going to be pretty, but I think these guys are really very, very good storytellers. And I get the sense now that with this and being out there and with, with what a fantastic job they did with Day Tripper, I, I can't own, help but think that we're going to see them really go down that path of being, you know, creators, you know, writer-artists from here on out, um, you know, in, in the same vein as some of the other, you know, greats of, of, of our era. I just think they're, they're too good of storytellers, both in terms of script and, and, and illustration, to, to just quote unquote just pencil other people's ideas. So um yeah. yeah, awesome stuff, man. I just uh mad, mad props. So kudos to Dark Horse for putting together a very nice package of the stuff too. Because it I think it's stuff from like a ten year period that they did. Um in different Yeah, it's it's locations. yeah, it, it's pre it uh, it predates Casanova, mm-hmm. you know, obviously 
the Umbrella Academy and all that stuff. But God, they're they're so freaking talented. Yeah, you're right, Chris. I, I just looked in the indie shit. Uh, it was originally published in 2006, so this is the reprint, yeah, of that. Yeah, so. but 2006 isn't that long ago. No, no, it's only like four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? It's yep. only like four years. Yeah, it's only like four years. If, if it needed cherry on top of the icing, they decide to buy this. There, uh, they, there's male genitalia in it, Vince. So. Oh, they, why, why would that attract me? Come on, now. because you're into that kind of stuff. Oh, he's got to talk about dicks. Like Spider-Man Rain was uh, your pick for that year. Yeah, they showed that little Peter's little dick. They, 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 they little they? Peter's little Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was old, so it was like <laughs> it was old yeah. and shriveled. Dude. His web yeah. shooter was a little rusty. <laughs> Wasn't it organic? <laughs> yeah, very organic. Yeah. Nice. So, Jason, you said you had a pair of things. Well, we'll save the other one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't want to bust my, bust my load. Chris yet. I was thinking of wood last oh, night. Of course you were. You were rubbing them. Uh, no, I was, I, was, I, was, I was tooling around the channels, and I, I stumbled upon a movie featuring Method Man and Red Man. I forget the name nice. of it. Oh, God. But, uh, <laughs> what was it, David? Were they going to college or trying to go yes, to college? Yes, yes. Okay. They were going to college, and, and Method Man was trying to cook up a truth serum, and he was have, the people who he would subject it to were getting violently ill, and he was looking for the secret ingredient, which turns out to be the chronic, uh, obviously. But uh, I, 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 thought, I thought it was hysterical. I thought it was the funniest thing. Maybe I was just in the mood for it. But I was, they are I was, very I, funny, dude. Together. And the pimp with the pimp with the baby powder in it, that would slap people. That was that to me was funny. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I thought it was great. And I was thinking, I said, boy, I wish my my brother Jason was here with me. Be throwing a couple back, watching this movie, getting all up in the house. Would be nice. It would be. It would. It, be. Would. it was a funny movie, and I, I don't usually watch movies like that. So. Well, all I know is uh, the in my pantheon of all time hip hop songs. Uh, the Rock Wilder, which is a song from their first collaboration together, uh, is one of the best beats of all time. I, I could listen to that 17 times in a row. It's cool. Awesome. So you should I'll be have to that check that out. I will. Now, Chris, we stepped on you. We're yeah. sorry. Hope we didn't hurt you. Um, I like Hellboy. <laughs> and Hellboy likes you. <laughs> it's like an AA meeting. Um. <laughs> I like Hellboy. I like Majula. I like I like Hellboy. Um yeah, you know, I do like I do like Mike Mignola, but I I love Richard Corbin. Um, <laughs> Me too. Man, I've I've become such a fan of his work. I mean, we talk about uh, uh the subject of, you know, I I want to get a page of art from this guy oh, and and Richard luck. Corbin I I want a page of his Hellboy work because the um, uh, the Hellboy double feature of Evil came out uh, last month. Did you guys anybody pick that up? Ooh, it is in my stack. I have not read it though. It is. Uh, uh, I will try and keep it relatively spoiler free here, uh, but it is one of the. It's actually there. There's two stories. One one's a little bit longer than uh, than the other one. Uh, both it's are written by. Feature. Yes. Uh, both are written by Mike Mignola and both have art by Richard Corbin. And um, they are, are the type of, of Hellboy stories that have become my favorite 
um, type, and that is uh, kind of going back into Hellboy's history as a BPRD agent in like the 50s and 60s and uh and this uh uh the first one takes place uh, somewhere in kansas in 1960 and uh and the second story i believe is is right is right around the same the same time yeah it's it's in um uh, in massachusetts uh, also in 1960 and so it's just you know two little um uh missions that that Hellboy pulled out on. Um, now the the funny double feature part of it is after the conclusion of the first and larger story, which has to deal with a, a haunted house. There's this great three panel scene of like eight or ten corpses that are propped up in a movie theater as if they're watching the double feature. And that's and and so it's being you know thrown up on the screen in what the Hellboy movies there. It's just this completely random page that is thrown in as just kind of like your little intermission, and, and it's 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 so Hellboy. But to see it done by by Corbin is great. And uh, the uh, the second story is uh, called the House of um, Sebek. Which I'm assuming is an Egyptian god, uh, because it's all that's that's the gist of the story is that their uh, Egyptian gods have have run uh, amok in this uh, in this museum, and it has the best closing line ever. And and I'm gonna throw it out there just because it made me chuckle because uh, it's so Hellboy. Uh, looks like you were right, and it's never a good idea to piss off a god with an alligator for a head. <laughs> Which uh-huh. is? <laughs> so remember so there, there's from, your, uh, there's your from fifty-two, Chris. Oh, the alligator! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yep, yep. See when there you, you go. when you said now, that, you never, know what it reminded me of? Off, uh, a god. Hmm. There's a there's a line like that in um. What did it? Wisdom, the Max series, Wisdom. Remember that uh, series that they did? Oh, yeah. I think uh-huh. I think it was Carrie that wrote the, the, it. Was it the, the Mill? That's no Mill. That was Peter Milligan. Yeah, Milli- no, Milligan wrote Wisdom. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think so. I'm that. thinking of Trouble. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Trouble. Yeah, Wisdom was the uh, uh, Pride and uh, Pride and Wisdom. Uh, the the half of the the pair from Excalibur. Pete mm-hmm. Wisdom. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and there's there's this, a scene in there where he meets. Oh, oh, oh! No, that was uh, no, it's that's uh, Cornell. It's Paul Cornell. Oh, Paul Cornell. Yes. Yeah, right. yep, yeah. Paul we Cornell. even interviewed yep. the bastard too, and I'm I'm attributing it to Carrie. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, but that's yeah, a great series too. And there's a scene in there similar to that where he he runs uh, into the uh, a god with a uh, an alligator hay and head and sends something like that. But anyway, yeah. sorry. But but you know, Hellboy just continues to be. Anytime it goes out, it's it's high quality. It's just awesome, awesome. It's great comics. Now, uh, so, your yes, the double feature. Go grab it if you haven't. Okay, we must be breaking up, or there must be a little bit of a lag because there seems to be a little confusion in in the in the streams here. Is Hellboy? Are you is your exposure to Richard Corbin limited to the Hellboy stuff, or have you seen other works of his? 
of Corbin. Um, yeah. it's mostly it's mostly the Hellboy stuff. Ah. Uh, uh, um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, I've 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 had of of, of no. What else See, has he done? I I, 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 I almost sure. envy you. Oh, I almost lot, envy but, you because it's going to be a because very all the awesome I'm getting ready to experience. Yeah, but it's going to be a very expensive uh, <laughs> and uh, difficult to obtain journey because uh a lot of his things are out of print like uh den and neverwhere and the last voyage of sinbad uh mutant oh, world I have, I have neverwhere. you have neverwhere awesome great uh we lost david we got to get yeah. him back yeah yep, yep, yep. uh but there, there's a lot of great corbin corbin's the best in when he does his own color and i think a lot of the hellboy stuff he does not I mean, I love his drawing, but when when he colors his own work, oh my god, it's I look. I mean, just look at Neverwhere, and that that old uh, like the the mutant world stuff that he did, and uh, he he's just an amazing. He revolutionized a bunch of color processes too over the years. It, it's Hellboy. It's every time something Hellboy or BPRD related comes out, it makes me do a little happy dance. And, um, yeah, and it's Corbin. So. I can yeah. episode so uh, I can find out what he was talking about. Yes, you could. And Chris, if when you continue with your creepy archives, and you will, based on what I got you for last week, <laughs> you, will see, you will see you will see a flurry of vintage yeah. Richard Corbin. And didn't Corbin do a uh, couple pages per issue of the uh, the recently uh, Dark Horse Conan series? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. Yes, he did. He did like the flashbacks, right? Like, yeah. The... yep. Oh the, yeah, the guy, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy yeah. can do anything. The Conan the Sumerian. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of that, did any of you guys read the uh, first issue of the new Conan series? No, I'm done. No, dude, it was fucking good. That's the yeah. dark cover, or did he do the interiors? No, Mike Hawthorne did the interiors, which is why. Oh, I thought, okay. Yeah, Mike Hawthorne's he's man. I'll tell you, homeboy. I don't know where he came from, but he's bringing the he's bringing the strength. He uh, he's doing great on Fear Agent. This uh, this issue mm-hmm. of Conan was beautiful. Yeah, uh, I gotta say, I Hawthorne's he's he's bringing it. I he's definitely someone that's I'm keeping an eye on now because those are those two in the GI Joe are three very different genres of comics, and he's he's done a heck of a job with all three. I think so. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I gotta great. give him his proper's. I bought fifty issues of the Conan relaunch, twenty five of Conan the Sumerian. I'm just gonna stick with the trades for now. It's Conan. funny. I didn't read the the fifty issue run you were talking about. I did read like the first mm, six or seven issues of the Sumerian, and it just couldn't keep my interest. And Conan is one of those things. Like I always feel like I should love the comics because I it's I'm in all the like I I love the movies as a kid. I love the concept. Certainly, a lot of the artists that have been involved in the series over the years have been phenomenal. Sure. Um. But yeah, the Sumerian just didn't hook me. So I wasn't. But I bought this because I think it was really cheap. The first issue was, I think, super cheap on DCBS, as I recall. It was like a buck or something. And uh, and I and I you know knew Hawthorne was doing Fear Agent, so I figured I'd give it a try. And it was great, man. It was a lot. I I expected just to read it real quick and be like, ah, yeah, Conan's not my thing. But uh, it was terrific. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep getting it. It uh, yeah. he he. It's this first issue was basically Conan on a pirate ship. Um, he takes over the pirate ship and he basically uh. It's it's him on a boat being the head of a pirate ship banging out an unbelievably hot woman on nice. the other page. It's awesome. what's, what's her name? Don't offhand remember. Okay. Is she the queen of the pirates? 
No. All right. No. All right. Because uh, I don't know where they are right now. Uh, he's not king yet, is he? No. This is, I think, this is a, like a six-issue mini that I think sets up him becoming king. Or okay. Like leads and, into that. And that's really that's a real smart way to do it with the miniseries because I think Conan works better in miniseries. Uh, sequential numbering is so old school. Like no one's going to pick up a book on issue seventy-eight. So. Uh, you know, well, not many people, not many All new right. readers are going to pick up a book on issue set. Keep them nice, self-contained miniseries. What's wrong with that? Well, or you could yeah. just tie every single book in your universe together. And That's right. <laughs> and piss off then, a whole bunch of people. That's going to bring in tons of new readers. Yeah, not. Oh, yeah. Because it didn't work for one year, the not event, so God forbid you. Yeah, I know. Give it, yeah. give it the benefit of the doubt and go for two. Yeah, give it a whole, whole, whole hey, nine no. months before you decide to. You know, and. You know, I, I don't want to get into it a whole bunch, but you know, <laughs> sales said that they need events. We'll see. Say no, sales on the crucial event books say that they need events, but to spread it all across the whole company wide uh, line of publishing, that's just that's nuts. Yeah, we'll that's see. A, well, all I'll say sales, is this industry is a sales, long story history of. Yeah looking backwards and thinking that that equates to the now and then waking up a year or two later and saying, oh, hmm, I guess it wasn't quite the same again. So we'll see. We'll see if that's what it is. I absolutely agree with you. But and hey, if I'll be the first the bit if I'm wrong. I will write in my fanboy column at the end of this event mm-hmm. if sales are, if they're doing 200000 an issue and all the other mid-list sales are it's pulled up because happen. of it, I will say, you well, know what, you know, they the, need events. I was wrong. The, 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 the fear is that uh, everyone was event burnout, and so they dialed back the events for nine months or whatever it was. It's been about nine months, right? Has it been that long? I guess. Um, I guess, yeah. I think the the fear there is that is that maybe the Marvel readers have learned to live without events, and now you have to get them back into that mindset of you're going to have to spend several hundred dollars to keep up with this whole thing. And well, I can only speak for myself. Because I, mm-hmm. I can only, I can't, I'm not going to try and put myself in the mind of other buyers, but I can only speak for myself and say, as someone who has bought and read every single Marvel event that has come out pretty much ever, um, I genuinely have zero interest in reading this event. Be- I just, it, I just don't, especially because I just had, like, the heroic age was just supposed to be this new start where we're going to just get standalone fun super heroic stories where heroes are heroes right that was the whole premise have we had even like an arc of that from any did, book did, like did, i don't did, even did you, uh, have we i mean well, i mean, yeah, like, did, did you did well did, well did the new adventures like were a pretty complete arc Okay, we've had one arc then. You're right. Right. Because we're on like and, issue and seven. Really, but, 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 when I, when I but, looked but, at but the, the cover of the issue seven. Point, go ahead. What's that? No, I, the, I was the just going to say when I. Of the, hero, uh, the whole point of the heroic age was to have heroes being heroes, to kind of push back this very dark, dreary, bleak existence that, that Marvel had kind of wrapped itself in. And that they were going to have a heroic age. Do you feel like they that that they accomplished that? 
No. Let me ask you guys a question on that front, though. This is piggybacking what you're saying. This is something I want to ask you three guys. No, no, I'm just asking. No, I I think you're right. But let me ask you this, though, because I was thinking about this today. And there's no right or wrong answer here. I'm sure every one of our listeners will have their own perspective on this, and I'd love to hear them. Um, Do you – something that was said at the press conference today uh, made an analogy to how it's a – you know, tough times, high unemployment, a lot of distrust. You know, with the government, a lot of a lot of shenanigans, a lot of fear, global conflict, blah blah. blah. And then he, you know, Joe made Joe Q made the analogy that he's not talking about our world; he's talking about the Marvel universe. And he's making the point that you know, look how much the Marvel universe is analogous to the real world. And certainly, when I look back on it, and again, I can't in all good conscience say that Civil War wasn't a huge success by any measure. Certainly, at least in the modern parlance, it was commercial success. Really reasonably well received critically all that stuff. So I can understand them wanting to try and recapture that. But I guess what I I was sitting there thinking about as I was reacting to the press conferences, do I want or should it be that the Marvel and the DC or any other comic universe, should it be like our universe, like that much, or should it be a different place? Like I guess you could argue it depends on the storyteller. There's merits to both. But for me, yeah. I guess where I'm at in my life, I want these universes to be different like i want yeah. i want the i want there to be quote-unquote extinction level threats <laughs> but i want them to be like fucking graviton getting ready to drop a uh you know a giant uh meteor onto an island you know yeah i mean like i i don't i don't need it to be about um the fact that you know there are people that are trying to make everyone fearful of terrorism and that the economy has people in an uproar like that's the world we live in like i don't you know you can yeah. use some of those things as mechanisms to tell some stories, but I don't want the 616 or the DCU to be a mirror analog of our world only with superheroes. Because I think that invites a type of storytelling, which I guess I'm kind of burnt out with. I, I want I want superhero stories to be, like Joe Casey said, I want it to be crazy and exotic yeah. and fun and over the top. And I want them to do things that they that is are absurd because they're superheroes. They can they're not bounded by our world of the laws of physics or the the way we do things. They can do what they want in these stories. You know, they can, can be president. Norman Osborne Yeah, they can do the anything country. they want. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I just I guess that's and, and again I, I just said earlier in the episode let's judge something I so I don't want I will judge the event that comes on the event, and I will put aside the hype and my distaste for it. So I don't. The, it, it, Fraction is an awesome writer, and, and, and Eminem is at the top of his game. So the event itself may be awesome. I, you know, Siege I thought was a lot of fun. Um, but I, but I just wanted to ask you guys, what do you think of the contention that the Marvel universe and I will throw the DC universe in this too, um, although they're not portraying it that way right now, um, should be. Do you want it to be like our world, or you want it to be different, or don't you care? I read, I read comics not, for escapism. There you go. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's I, I I don't want it to be the same. I mean, it's it's nice where there are some things that maybe touch on what's going on in our world, just so that there's maybe a, a, a connection of some sort, so we can kind of relate to it. But our world is crazy enough as it is. It, it's there are ideas out there where you know well i you know wasn't it brought up a couple of weeks ago i mean with 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 9-11 i mean you know there, there are things where you just don't need i i'd like those types of events to stay in my comics the real world kind of creeps into it enough so i can i i'd rather have the uh 
the graviton throwing around a meteor in, into the country, things like that. It, it's like bring, you said, bring I, back the goddamn Shogun Warriors. Nice. No, really. Giant robots. What's wrong with that? I say this a week after I talk about Queen and Country and, and how that's my favorite book. And, you know, it, it, it is but because it but is no, so, but there are no so superheroes in that. It's, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I, 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 yeah, exactly. I, I love Queen and Country because it is so grounded in our, in our world. And I know that, you know, I actually feel smarter and more, you know, educated about the world around me whenever I read that book. Um, but, but that's yeah, why Marvel I love the that, that that's why I love comic books. Period. Because I can get my yeah. Queen and Country, and I can get my New Avengers. It's, it's look how positive you are. But but the, but then I'm in in Marvel and DC. There have been you know we were just talking about you know uh, in the break there uh, Klaus Janson Frank Miller era Daredevil. I mean that became very street level and dealt with stuff that was going yeah. on in New York at that time. And that is you know, I. I for me, that's my favorite Marvel comics of all time. Are that Frank Miller era Daredevil? I think that is it's it's the top of the heat for me. And why? Because it felt so connected and grounded to our world. So, I mean, that's a really hard question. I, I think it, it really I think it really comes down to just telling good, good stories. I mean, you can tell a great Daredevil street level crime story that feels like it's, you know, peeled out of today's headlines. But I I also want to see I want I want to see Hulk hit Galactus or the Watcher in the face. Mm -hmm. Well, um so see the content of the story is almost secondary to me once we were allowed to get a, a peek behind that curtain and see Oz for what he was. When you realize that since Secret Wars and Crisis on Infinite Earths, both mm -hmm. major publishers have all been about the Pokemon gotta catch them all mechanic where yeah. they'll, they'll create the event, the story that is so big, so huge that it spreads out into every monthly and it ignites a flurry of miniseries and it's let's just keep pushing the same books on this little island of buyers and expect them to buy more yeah. and more and more and the just the whole variant well, cover that, mechanic that, that, it that, 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 that to they, me they they, it that, that's what they comics. do but that's what they do you can sell comics without making it an obsessive compulsive habit where you have a story and you expect this one reader to follow the story in 30 different books that to me is offensive and it's taken me this long how when did when did secret wars come out it, it, secret wars yeah the first secret wars oh shit right it's taken uh, me the, yeah the 80 whatever age. right yeah. it's taken me this long to realize that i'm not going to be a fucking chump anymore I'm not going to buy these books. You could tell whatever story you want. If I have to follow like a, like a little dog on a leash through all these books, your story's not worth reading. If it, first of all, if it's that big, it's the machine. I'm not going to feed the machine. I'm not going to do it. Uh, there, there are much more rewarding books you can sit down with and read them just for what they are. One book, one story, a, a nice 
well constructed no. piece of art. What, it, 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 do you not feel like like yes and no. like yes you're and no. being I just, taken? I just read sixteen hundred pages of a story. But now, you can't you can't is there blame any the difference between. Yeah, there is. No, is it is no? Is there any difference from buying? Every Civil War tie-in. Oh, immensely and, so. There is a huge difference. Well, Every <laughs> Civil War tie-in is written by it's written by dozens of different people, drawn by yeah. dozens of different people, all based on loose outlines provided to them by those an editor. Mon- those by manga editor. aren't drawn by the same guy. That's not the point. Yeah, it's written by one person. You can't John, one overseer. He architects the entire thing. Well, He's Steven Spielberg. And oh, and, and just be, and just the because don't have an editor. I mean, no, frankly, no, no. I don't even see how you, comparing the two makes no sense to me whatsoever. Actually, I don't. It's it's like comparing every TV show that's on ABC as a slate versus uh, you know a, a miniseries on HBO that's directed over twelve parts by one guy. It's completely different. Well, because, but I mean, we we all know. Well, no, no, we all yes. know that 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 those. But that I think those the difference is are more than one person. You could there well, here's no here's the difference. You could you could choose to buy Pluto and read the story, or you can choose to not buy Pluto and you don't read the story. If you are yeah. a reader of comics in the Marvel Universe, you are forced to experience the story, no matter what book you no, read. No, you're not. Yes, you are. No, you're not. You're if just, if you no, have these, not. you are. If buy if you have a company, what does the very definition of company wide event? Right, company wide event means it's so big it touches every book. So your Fantastic Four is going. It's not buy it or not buy it. It's you're you're going to get a piece of the buy story. Buy it or don't buy it. You're not you're not forced. They're they're not they're not holding. But there's this. You're not forced. No, but that book you've been reading since you're 12 years old now concerns Norman Osborn as president. That was never in 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 if if that wasn't the vision of that book to begin with, and it was foisted upon the creative team by an editorial decision. That's not. That's not storytelling. That's merchandising. But but now, but yeah, but now you're getting into now you're getting into a whole different thing. That is, uh, the the original vision of Stan and Jack. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, if you want a book about or, the Fantastic, why does every friggin' story in the Marvel universe have to concern every character? Some stories don't. Yeah, the, the, the reason the reason why it does concern every character is because they want you to buy more. See, that's it's like I'm it's at, like a, which is to say that yeah. that that I can't. I mean, it's countless the number of of books that have been in the midst, and this is for DC too. DC does it too. It's not just Marvel. This is where where books have been in a groove. Black sure. of Night. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about event. Right, I'm saying like books that were in a groove, and then because editorial yeah. said it's from on high, it's time for an event, mm. folks. Mm. That and how many writers yeah. after the fact have said, "Yeah, well, you know, we had to sort of Peter David take a time out to do that event." And uh, yeah, well, sure. Uh, well, in JMS with Thor, I mean, lots of people, but but you know, it's it, they're always willing to more talk about it once they're sort of no longer in the employ of that publisher. But but my point is, is like. As a reader, you get well, that. Peter, like, Peter, 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 David will, Peter David will talk shit at any, at any time well, sure, about but, anybody, which is but, awesome. But as a reader, you get that, though. Like, as a reader, you know, if you're, if you're it's, especially with a new series, I mean, and yes, it can help. You could argue that Captain Britain launched to bigger numbers than it probably would have because it was tied in to Secret Invasion. But the point is, is like, okay, so, you know, I mean, like, I just cringe now at the idea. And again, it's just you evolution. Again, if, if an event is what 
the industry needs, the industry will speak to that. The books will do bigger numbers. But Everyone the, else is right. Will okay, up, but the we'll industry. Like, okay, I guess that's what the industry wants. But uh, the, then see, that's fine. again, the industry is not just Marvel and DC. That's where your choices come in. If if this stuff well, right. you well, find well, this yeah, distasteful, yeah, go right. somewhere else. That's the thing I'm saying. And it, it it's not a pure form of storytelling. If Peter David has a story plan for X Factor, and all of a sudden he's got to inject this X universe. Uh, crossover event into his book or this Marvel Universe crossover event it's not a pure form of storytelling because his ideas are being polluted by editorial Pluto is I pure storytelling the counter argument to be made though is that this is editorial driven comics you all know this yeah Right, that's what I'm saying. You're we've saying, seen we've seen behind the curtain and the, cur- and the guy behind the curtain is a little dwarf of a man who thinks he's a hell of a lot bigger than he is and he's trying to convince you that you need to read these no yeah no that's the, the whole no, no the, the man the man behind the curtain is us he is, are you are you serious the, comic, comic, yes comics sales numbers sales numbers on comics went down terribly this year because there were no events I, the man behind the curtain is us. That's ridiculous. They didn't put no, out it's not. Well, th- we didn't put, comic didn't sales put went down. No, you're saying Disney. comic sales went down. The big mm-hmm. sales of the big two went down. Don't say comics well, and expect that. The, well, I know, but there's more uh, to the industry yeah, than yeah. Marvel and DC. Yeah. We're, yeah, yeah, What's keeping? Comic stores alive yeah. is sales Marvel and DC. I mean, that's not you know, and and that's just scary. Uh, scary. They, yeah, you're mixing metaphors now. Marvel, though. We were talking about Marvel and DC events. You can't the, the entire no, sales of all the other yeah. comics we love don't add up to a tenth of what the Marvel and DC do. So I, it's not, I realize that yeah. be, because they are speaking to the if, events, move books. Great, and, because there's a lot of people that are buying comics because they think they have to. Exactly. Right. That's what I. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm not playing that game anymore. That's I refuse to do it. That, that, well, that's that, fine. That's that fine. But it, retailers. It's it's retailers, less art and it's more common commerce. Let's that see way. what retailers want and how it, they act because right. I suspect retailers will be very happy to know that there's a big event coming. I suspect they will over order the sh- a shit ton of these books, and I suspect that. Um, at least optically, the diamond numbers will look impressive as a result. Now, again, okay. what we always have yeah. to ask ourselves yep. is how many of those books will go unsold in many of these LCS stores' owners and be available at dollar bins a year later? I, yeah. you know, That's much harder to quantify. Yeah. But I do think that a lot of retailers are probably jumping for joy today. Um, yeah. So well, I, I could not care sure. less about how many no, no, right, sales. Which is how I started off this conversation. But, yeah. my, my, but my point is, is that I do think Chris is right in that Marvel and DC and the retailers looked at this year and correctly or incorrectly said, "Fuck me! Look what happens when we don't have event comics." Yeah, now, whether or not whether or not that was the right conclusion to make, we will not know until a year from now. If in a year from now, Fear itself and War of the Lanterns or whatever their event is, DC sell big numbers and optically sales go back up, that will reinforce to them. That from here on out until print is dead, we will have events because that's what we need. If, on the other hand, yep. this event does much less than prior events did, then they will say, holy shit, we're in trouble. 
and there'll be a different conversation to yeah. be had, maybe about digital, maybe about... I, 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 if, if you need an event to move your books, I, I think, there's I think, something think, inherently think, wrong with the, the way you're telling stories. Well, but that's been the case for years. No. That's yeah, yeah, you know, from Secret Wars on. I think the tail of the tape is going to be the, the difference in um, uh, orders from the beginning of Fear Itself to, to the end. What, whatever that disparity is, you know, if it does it drop from you know 140 uh, thousand copies to you know to 80, or does it stay above that that 100 thousand mark? That that'll be interesting to see because retailers, if they're sitting there with a bunch of that shit on their stands, they're going to cut their orders back. They should friggin' know better by now. Well, that's they what we'll find out. Yeah, what they do you should mean? know better. I mean, I suspect we they won't know better. Uh, they don't, you know. It's 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 an archaic industry, man. <laughs> it's I, yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean, if I was, you know, if there was, I, a book, I, if there was a bookmaker to place bets, I would bet that this is going to be hailed next year as a huge success by retailers. I, I suspect that because they will order the shit out of them, and they'll sell well. Oh, enough they want it. They want it. They they want it to be a success. Yeah. And in, and in the done. end, it'll it'll eventually mean nothing in the grand scheme. Oh, of maybe, but the, see though, you keep mixing metaphors because no, again, I'm though, just that's, saying that's. But the, time out that that's that that comment is more about you being a reader of comics for thirty years and getting fed up of the never-ending cycle of superhero comics, that's which tie which ties argument. into the buying habits. Yeah, too. it does, but that's a different argument though, because then the answer is yeah. to stop reading superhero comics, which you've largely done. That's yeah, a different much. argument. If <laughs> if you can't deal with the fact that things will be reset, hit the reset button in a year or two, and we'll be back to status quo, well, then you shouldn't read superhero comics more. That's no, to me, and, and that's fair. exactly why I'm not because right, but I'm it, you're right. It does play. tie in. It ties into yeah. the the whole way they they create comics and sell comics. I I just, I just don't want to be a part of it. I don't. Mm-hmm. So, but the, whatever. You know, I, I'm not I'm not calling into question the intelligence is of anyone who does want to buy into it great spend your money whatever way you want it doesn't work for me yeah i i have i have white boxes that have become furniture that it's just no one no one needs this much paper and i've amassed this these mounds of paper from buying into the marvel and the dc mentality it's not worth anything to me hey if there's one reason that we get together on a weekly basis it's because there's so many great things to read out there you know i'm putting together my my reading my 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 stack of of reading stuff for for christmas vacation here i've got duncan the wonder dog and orc stain and sweet tooth and um uh 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 Everything there is to learn about Israel in sixty days. Oh, I, nice. you know, I think is the name of it. It's you know that, <laughs> it, 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 it's just this. Dude, That's not a comic, is well, it? Well, you know, yeah, yeah. it, it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, who put that yeah. out? Uh, here, let me, let me let me grab my stack. I'll be right back. Oh, it's, he's it's grabbing his stack. The kitchen um, island. You know, I'm grabbing. I'm grabbing something. I'll be right back. We're all fired up. We're all fired up this week. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, I'm just tired. I'm tired, David. I know. No, I'm with you. I was pretty. I was pretty. What's the word? Uh, See, I could have sworn that siege was an event. So, I mean, for them to say that we haven't had an event, or <laughs> well, that is fair. Although I don't look at it. Yeah, I guess that's that's fair. Because yeah, it may have been an Avengers event, but it it's still 
it still trickled into other... It wasn't other... line-wide, though, was it? I mean... It wasn't line-wide, but while while it wasn't line-wide, you still had... Oh. So, fine, if you want to call Siege an Avengers event, you had Second Coming, which was a Yeah, right, event. exactly. And and Daredevil had his thing going on for the past couple of months. Oh, and, and, you know, so, I mean, we... <laughs> You know, you can't, you can't really. You know, everybody's had an event or has been dealing. And there, there hasn't been a corner of anybody's universe that hasn't been affected by mm-hmm. a family of titles event. Now it's line wide. Okay, fine. So we haven't had something like Civil War, Secret Invasion in a couple of years. But, but still, I mean, to say that we haven't had any events just doesn't. It's a little hollow. Please, please just tell stories. Is it that That's freaking hard to just tell damn stories? Well, uh, you know, okay, Vince. Okay, you need to relax. Oh, I'm fine. There are amazing. You, you've stories. never seen me mad. No, no there, there, I know I've never seen you mad. I've seen you perturbed, though. Yeah. There are great stories being told out there. Both in mainstream and and out. You know, I don't. I'm. I'm. I've stopped drinking of the haterade. There you it, go. Oh, don't use the kinder, word, gentler. Please. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love you. Awesome. You know, hey man. If you if you're all in on on fear itself, then great. You know, I I think I bought every Civil War and Civil War tie-in, and I was you know I I I enjoyed it. At the end, I started to realize that it, it doesn't really matter. They can say that it's going to change everything, or it's been building for years. That's fine. They're just trying to tell a big story, and and you can't you can't pull on the loose strings, or the tapestry will start to to unravel. Right. That but that's just mainstream comics. But you how, know, how but, many but layers of the of the shame on me can you take before you start feeling like a putz? Well, that's what I was going to say. Is I think that there well, is yeah, a, you can stop. Yeah, there's a tolerance. It's, it's like um, you build up a tolerance. It's like you know viruses build up a tolerance, right? New to new, new strains come. That's sort of where we're at, right? And I do think, and again, pulpit, not pulpit, soapbox, whatever. I do think the trend is undeniable that a small percentage to a medium-sized percentage every time one of these things happens again, enough people say. I've had it, you know that this event was my last event, what have you, and and just like every time, and 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 it's it's not just events, it's it's new number one issues, it's going back to the original issue lettering because it's a yeah, sales oh, gimmick. It's every time, every covers, time it's poly bags, it's yeah. it's you know it's every uh, time it's, there's an NFL team that doesn't make the playoffs, there are fans that say I'm done with this team. It it's it's everything, you know, and it's not just comics. It's kind of like a circus where right, anytime you're using a repeated gimmick as part of your business practice, there is a tolerance buildup. And usually in a growing industry, that's an irrelevant be- uh, situation because you're bringing in a pool of new people to the industry at a faster rate than you're losing them to gimmickry. So it's not really a problem because you're still growing. In this industry, I'm not sure we are pulling in enough new people not yet um, turned off by the gimmickry as we are losing people. So that's the issue that the industry faces. And I was very excited today thinking, because a lot of speculation about what today's big announcement was going to be, I saw more than one (laughs) or two people say it was going to be related to the Digital Comics Initiative. And I was really excited for that. I thought, wow, how cool would it be for Marvel to blow everyone's minds and come out and say, we're going to have 
day and date on all our comics. God pages. damn you! I was just gonna say that. Or even not day and date because they don't want to fuck the retailers. Well, they weren't gonna. They were. They, they weren't gonna do. They, they weren't going to do that at fucking Midtown Comics, I'll tell you that. Right, that's what I was going to say. Then I saw it was a Midtown say, Maybe they're not going to do that. Maybe they say, if you subscribe to Marvel Unlimited, you get comics. Every comic we put out, you know, 90 days, six months, whatever, after they come out, if that's what you want. Either one of those, I would have been like, wow, now that is a progressive, aggressive maneuver by the market leader to accept that the industry is changing and to try and embrace it. So, yeah, so... Is it my fault for expecting something like that when it was probably unreasonable? Probably, but but that would have impressed me. Like that would have been a wow. That's the industry leader embracing the future to stay an industry leader. That's not. Yeah. Well, let's you know, like a, about a, the a lot of people ask about. I mean, the only difference between this yeah. and every other thing is that they had a press press conference in in December at, at Midtown instead of doing it as a cup of Joe panel in August at San Diego. Like that's the only exactly. It, yeah. The the. The people were asked, why did they have a press conference for this? Well, there's no big comic book conventions in right. December. Right. Yeah. And it's a slow news week, and it's right before Christmas, and yeah. you know, it's we're getting ready to, to get it into the new year. So they didn't have another forum to, to announce this stuff, and they felt it was bigger than a press release. So they did a press conference, and they're going to try and get some ink on it. And and you know what? Here we are talking about it. So yeah. true. You know, it's, it's yeah, they got what they wanted. It works, right? But uh, yeah. you know, I'll continue to dip into both universes in in little tiny bite sized yeah. chunks. I think Rebels is great. I read the first yeah. like eight issues of that. It's fantastic. It is. Right? And, awesome. and, yeah. and 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 I will read Fantastic Four until I find out what's happening. But I'm probably going to stop buying that. If 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 Epting stays on the book, I'll probably start That's doing that. Yeah. Feels good. Yeah, I I, 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 I like Fred Van Lenny, and I'm gonna follow, uh, you know I'll I'll try and read Fred's sure. stuff and, and if Chris Omni's still doing stuff at, at at Marvel and yeah you know it's um you know I'm not a big Hulk fan but you know I'll I'll try and follow you know Gabriel and and Parker around so yeah they're creators that I like there so yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. fine and if you don't like the event don't buy it. Who published the uh, Israel book? <laughs> it is it is How to Understand Israel in 60 Days or Less by Sarah Glidden. And right. guess who published it? Fantagraphics. Fantagraphics. Yeah. No. Uh, Slave Labor. No. Oh, um... Oni. No. Uh, Ad Jesus. <laughs> No. Well, how many um... picture box? No. No. No idea. Oh boy, this is Vertigo. Really? <laughs> oh, really? Who are they? <laughs> oh, that sounds interesting. I, I, was actually, to... I was actually shocked. Yeah, I was, I was actually shocked. It, uh, so it wasn't uh, part of the crime uh, line, obviously. Uh, <laughs> True. No, no. <laughs> What a secret ship that is. From what I gather, it, it's it's uh, a very autobiographical book about a, a young woman that goes to Israel for for sixty days, and it's her. Yeah, I heard it's fantastic. Uh, she's uh, in a, yeah an American that, that goes there, but it 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 looks like a top shelf book. Uh, but nice. It's, uh, yeah, it's Vertigo. I should have said top shelf. Should have. Oh, my that. my but, other the other book speak, I wanted but, to. Uh... But speak, no, I was going to say the other book I wanted to praise this week was a Vertigo book, actually. Cool. Nice segue. 
That's you a like great that? segue. I f- yeah, I liked it a lot. Vince, did you read that? Did you read what I'm going to talk about? A Vertigo book? Mm-hmm. Mm. Haven't been reading too much of those lately. There's one that you're reading, though, isn't there? Yeah. Um, Fables. And yes. Jack of Fables. Yeah. Did you read the 14th trade? I'm a little behind on Fables. Oh. Well, Is the this 14th the build trade. up to 100? Yeah, Witches just came out. It's the it's the fourteenth trade, and it's been a long time because the last trade, the thirteenth, was actually the literals, the great crossover. Yeah, right. Oh. Um, so th- this is the first like pure fables, dark man, you know, post that we've had, and it's uh, there's actually another trade that'll be coming before the issue one hundred that just came out on the stands because this goes up to issue ninety three. That's but, a cool looking uh, issue. Have you seen one hundred? I've seen it. Uh, yeah, nice. I mean, I yeah, I haven't read it yet because I don't want to obviously jump ahead but um but all i will say is uh man fables is back they uh this this trade was awesome it's everything i love about fables it uh it it was fan fucking tastic um and <laughs> it's been a long time coming it's been a year for me cuz cuz i really oh, didn't surely wow. on the, the great fables crossover that much so it's been really a year since i've i've read like kind of you know the the what's going on in Fable Town and and or what used to be Fable Town and um, just just great stuff. I mean, I uh, I it pulled me right back in. It's it's as good as it's ever been. So, um, you know, that's man. really freaking high praise. Yeah, yeah, it, dude. I'm telling you, it, it was awesome. Baba Yaga's up in there. You you see Buffkin taking care of business. Um, nice. Uh, Frau Totenkinder takes on a new role, which is awesome. Um, uh, you meet some, you meet, you meet a new head of, of the, of the, uh, the good sorceresses, um, Bigby wow. and, and, and Snow are back. Uh, you find out the dark man's history. Um, you got Geppetto making moves, not faking moves. Uh, <laughs> you got, uh, it's, it's awesome. It, it, it sets the table for all these awesome New things. He got the Frog Prince and and his Haven Town and having to deal with the the first time someone breaks the rules there and what does that mean for the future of Haven Town? Um, it, it's great. Man, it was great. I was like, just I couldn't believe I I read this. And now I have to wait another six months for the next trade. But um, yeah. it's back, baby. So those cool. people that were a little dejected over the last, you know, that that crossover and stuff, uh, you know. Stick it out, man, because it's it's right back to where it once was, which is awesome. Yeah, which was basically done just to buoy the sales of uh, uh, Jack. Jack of Fables, which got yeah. canceled now anyway. So right, so it's it was all for naught. Yeah. Yep. Oh well. Hey, you want to talk about another image book? Why not? Of course. This was a series that I originally passed on back when, and uh, when you hear the title and the subject matter you'll be able to understand why because bad dog no books books like no we're going back no no No, this is everything vince has ever read no everything vince has ever read finished you forgot oh that's right yeah we don't read the same stuff i forgot we're talking 1997 (laughs) here so we're going back going back a ways and and it's kind of a we know you finish spawn no, it, it, well, actually, well, I'm not going to spill the beans. You'll hear who, who the writer was. It, it's one of those uh, merchandising uh, tie-in books that could be construed as just a cheap flash in the pan the to, to make some money on the the uh, title characters. But it was anything but. It, it, the, I was surprised by the depth 
and the uh, attention to detail on the part of the creative team. The story was riveting. It was intense. It was visionary in some places. And I was stunned. I, I was absolutely taken aback because of who the book is basically about. And, and, and I'll tell you in a, in a couple minutes. So here, picture this. Uh, you have a young girl named Kismet. Uh, a child, well, a teen, prone to strange dreams and visions. She, she sees things that she doesn't understand. And during one of those visions, she peers across the worlds. She pierces the veil of time to Europe in the 1300s, uh, the period of the Black Death, where she witnesses four oddly dressed princes, their faces masked with otherworldly shapes and sigils, and these dudes are dabbling in the arcane arts. They're, they're, uh, positioned around a pentagram and their, their glasses are raised high. And because of the sights and sounds uh, outside of their windows at the time, people dead and dying, choking the streets, bloated from the, the, uh, the plague, they, uh, surmise that their God has abandoned them. And they take measures to usher in a new pantheon of gods with uh, the stipulation that these new bot gods would be bound to them. They would pull the strings, so to speak, uh, in this new age. Uh, and in a bid to stack the deck in their favor, one of the duplicitous noblemen holds a gypsy woman named Ravenna and her people hostage. Uh, they were a traveling troupe of performers who had the misfortune to be found passing through his land. Now, the this nobleman wants Ravenna's knowledge of the esoteric uh, emissions necessary to bind these gods to his will, and he holds the lives of the woman and her people as incentive. Tell me what I need to know, I'll let you suckers go free. And she senses that he is not going to be true to his wor word. So uh, she feeds him false information causing the eventually manifested gods to be none too happy they were awakened, especially by these slugs who uh, misstepped in the proper uh, prescription to invoke them, and they proceed to ravage both the princes and the countryside. Chaos on a grand scale. Um, during the uh, conflagration, this Ravenna saves and damns her people in one fell swoop she causes the four angry gods to be tied to four human hosts in order to bind these these gods away from the noblemen so they can't run roughshod over the world but in doing so she binds them to her people the members of this traveling troupe of performers uh, so you have four beings gods older than words older than memory creatures of darkness and light Arbiters of fate, justice, and retribution. Early on in the series, they're kind of like the Spectre over at DC. There's these little character vignettes when someone has a problem or someone has been maligned in some way, and these beings will step in and give the character the power or manipulate events to where the character gets, you know, justice or, or retribution. The, um, they're the four faces of eternity known as the Elder, the four that are one, uh, their sigils 
are scattered across the remnants of human history. So they're old. They can be found in various seals and mandalas over the year, uh, over the years, and they are four trumps of the tarot. Okay, and they are bound to the circus performers. Uh, tied to Blackwell, the ringmaster, is the demon, born of fire and shadow, the lord of the wasteland. This dude is the cosmic embodiment of vengeance, terror, and the dark depths of the human soul. This book is not a flash in the pan. They have researched these characters. They have set up a backstory for them that I just found completely engrossing. Uh, his are the cleansing flames of rebirth. The sweeping waves of destruction preceding the endless cycle of death and rebirth. Aha. Uh -huh. And his is the element of fire. See, they're the four elements. The second is tied to a misshapen dwarf named Fortunado. He's the star bearer. Do you see where this is going? He is the vessel containing the human soul, mankind's emotional quotient. He's the bringer of passion and pain. He is the tear in a tender embrace and the gnashed teeth and white knuckles of a murderous rage. Yes, I wrote notes for this. His is the element of water uh, woven into the being of a mute man-child named Stargrave. We have the celestial living avatar of universal balance, the harmony of the cosmos. This passionate observer, he is both the yin and the yang, and his is the element of air. Now, if this doesn't tip it off on who this is or who I'm talking about, you're not paying attention. Linked to Tiberius, the lion tamer, we have the king of beasts, the personification of primal animal instinct. Knowing neither cruelty or mercy, he is a savage beast stirring in the breast of man, and his element is earth. So you have the king of beasts, the star bearer, the celestial, and the demon. Who am I talking about? Is it in the Top Cow universe? No, Image. Right. Well, it's Kiss, the Psycho oh, Circus. For, oh my God, Angel Medina. Yes, this oh book is God. friggin' awesome. It is written by Brian Holgan, yep. who wrote at least eighty issues of Spawn, probably more issues than Todd McFarlane wrote, I would guess. Right. Pencils by Angel Medina, inks by Kevin Conrad, colors by Brian Haberlin, Andy Troy and Dan Kemp, letters by Richard Starkings, who kills this book. He knocks the shit out of it. Whenever the ringmaster speaks, Starkings would do these type treatments in different fonts. Now, Chris and I will know that the idea of mixing more than one fonts doesn't usually work, but in this instance, it's tailor-made for be a re there, there has to be a reason. Whenever the, whenever the ringmaster speaks, Starkings went absolutely hog wild with the fonts, and it, and it it's so good. It works really well. It covers on issues one to five by Michael Golden. Wow! Really? Oh, it is a great series. Like I said, initially it's like there's these specter-like retribution antics because the book had no direction initially. And I think McFarlane even had to ghostwrite the first issue because the original writer for this series was to be Steve Gerber. Oh, wow. But, be, yeah. but okay. because he... And that's so apropos because who wrote Kiss's first appearance in any comic? Steve Gerber in the Gerber. pages of Howard yeah, the Duck. Oh, yeah. Okay. Howard the so, Duck, number 12. Was it number 12? 
12 and 13, I think. 12 was the last page. No, was it 11 was the last page and 12 was their first full appearance? Yeah, Either, whatever, I don't know numbers. But Gerber was working on Batman, uh, the animated series, and he couldn't do it. So, so they got Brian Holgan to do it, who was a Kiss fan, but don't let that deter you. This is not a stroke fest for Kiss. They are, they're not the central part of this series. It, it's about this girl Kismet. It's about the characters in the in the circus. They all have stories to tell. And he and uh, there's one issue. I think it's issue six. Starkings does this storybook type treatment with um, uh, not old English, but a very calligraphic font, like that one issue of Elephant Men they did with the storybook with the pirates. Remember that issue? It was kind of like that where uh, all the type was 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 very old school and uh, storybook like and it was more text than comic which was really neat but they went into each of the characters hosting the uh, the elder and he's fleshed out everything in this book and it's like I said, I was stunned. I initially back then thought, oh Jesus, another Kiss comic. It's, it's it can't be any good because it's 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 just it, it exists as a tool to market the performers. But you have you don't need to know anything about Kiss to read this book and enjoy this book. They they are elevated to the position of gods. They're elemental forces, and it, when Angel Medina draws them, oh Jesus, David, especially Ace. Whenever he draws Ace, it's like a so it's like one of Marvel's Celestials on the page. Like you could see the the firmament between his legs. It's huge. No, it's huge. And only you could could equate Ace freely to a Marvel Celestial. I love you, man. That's great. But it's big. No, whenever they show him, he's like hovering above this ball of plasma, and he's he's almost like Eternity in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Where you can see parts of the cosmos through through his skin, you know, like there's a transparent mm -hmm. area to area to him. It's a fantastic book. Um, they have to fight this nightmare king who wants to take over all reality, and the the four are wronged, and they 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 come to Earth, and and it's a fantastic series. It's deep. I mean, look at they they tied Kiss into the Trumps. Of, of tarot, the, the elements, it's, it's nuts, but there is, there, they, when they picked the artist to do this, they nailed it with Angel Medina. It is, yeah. his what artwork. What Angel Medina, by the way? Well, After, he was uh, still out there. He, yeah. he did Spawn for a while. You say that, but what's he done? He did um, Spawn. The last thing I remember is some Spider-Man. Two uh, years, yes, spe spectacular Spider-Man. Right. The f the feral. That was a long story. time ago, guys. Yeah, it was. When it was, it was. The, the Puma and the Black Cat. Black Chris remember that? Still right. Yeah. Uh, didn't he do Mighty Avengers? An issue no, or two of Mighty Avengers. To. He was supposed. He was announced as the new ongoing, and then that got quickly changed. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's not Question. good. He did know. Warlock in the Infinity Watch, right? Yeah, and he did. That's that's that even. That he did a lot of. Too, yeah, yeah, it was. No, I mean, Homeboy was good. I agree with you. I'm not good. I'm like, oh like, shit, what? he he's he's freaking world class. I love Angel Medina. Yeah, and, and it's like, why it's is this not? Al they're good. Yeah, friends. I know. And you should see yeah. the prices of some of these Kiss pages. Yeah, no. f f that. <laughs> I, I would love to. Oh, he did a Venom. Miniseries recently. Yeah, the Dark Origin book. The yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That was right. Yeah, but that was like oh eight into 09 so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave through the average issue here yeah it Venom is, Dark Origin was the last thing yeah. it's superbly detailed uh, and and then another neat thing these characters it's like a cycle of rebirth which ties in neat to what the the avatars represent where different characters in the circus gain the the, the power of the elementals and the the my the brains behind it all is this blind uh gypsy woman named Raven, which is not a far cry from Ravenna, and the reason why she's blind is a symbolic tie to the original gypsy woman whom the nobleman tied to a stake and Ravens clawed her eyes out. So it it I mean it's all concept, it's all great, and I cannot gush enough about Angel Medina's art. It's 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 amazingly detailed, beautifully rendered. The guy has a knack for textures with ink, and and I guess some of that can be attributed to Kevin Conrad's inks too. Uh, just fantastic work and stunned. Whoever thought a book with Kiss would be good? I mean, aside from the Gerber stuff. Dude, trivia for you: What was Angel Medina's first credited work? Dreadstar. Ooh, no, that's close though. That's about two years after. Hmm. Oh boy, Megaton! Um, oh, oh shit! Oh yes, Megaton! I don't have those. He did two issues of Nexus. Yeah, yeah. Right? yep, yep, Three yep. Actually, yeah, yeah. I remember that series he did for was it Marvel that Black Wolf series? That was pretty cool. I think that was like a seven or eight. He issue did Red series. Star for a long minute. This wow. Is, yeah. I'm yeah. surprised a little, Vince, because you're talking about how who, who would ever expect this to be a good book, but it was put out under McFarlane Studios with Image, so I mean, how would he not put out something that's good? True. That's very true. Okay. Same. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Black you're right, Black Wolf, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, McFarlane's a Kiss fan, too, like... Um, I didn't know they hit baseball. <laughs> awesome. It's it's not hard to be a Kiss fan. I mean, I grew up with the band, so... And he did The Incredible Hulk. I, I would even I would give anything they did even uh, like a glance, but initially I I don't know what the hell I was thinking back then because I've always enjoyed Angel Medina's art, yeah. and I just for whatever reason I didn't buy it. I had a boatload Man, of credit. Psycho Circus went on for a while, huh? Yeah, thirty-two issues. Damn. And I think Medina pencils ninety percent of them. Yeah, he's on. Yeah, yeah I was just scrolling through uh, Comic Book DB. He's pretty much listed I, in every. That's a stretch, man. And then a little salmon twitch action. Oh yeah, but um, that was really good. I like that. What the hell was I saying? It was good, Bendis. I was just gonna say. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for Chris to say. Yeah, but no. Try. I had a boatload of credit <laughs> at, at, at my comic shop, and I was looking for something to read, and I th I just did a search for Angel Medina because I love them, okay. and th this came up, and I said, "Damn, they were a buck ten an issue. They Damn. don't have. They don't have thirty one and thirty two. So I got I, yeah, I got one. He got sick or something. Like he hasn't really done anything since like 2007. Like anything on the regular. Hmm. Got to get him back after we like need, 20 we, years of doing a book every month. We need Angel Medina. Yeah, and it, like he, was, he was like a young Howard Shaken. It's like every month he'd have something out. Yeah, well, that's the thing. like he pretty much had at least one penciled penciled credit every month for like since 1986 until there's, 2007. There's voluminous interviews with the creative team in the book. Uh, in the back pages and Medina said initially he was known as the most unreliable artist in the business because I guess oh. he slacked and he turned it around and made a concerted effort to become the most dependable and that's 
why he did that huge string of of uh, monthly books, and then like you like you said, nothing. Yeah, it's weird. Yep. So there you go. Um, but he definitely I, for people that don't know, there's lots of different ways you could. He's I'm with Vince. He's he's got mad skills. Hell yeah! Oh shit! Yeah, yeah very stylized. Oh, but yeah. it, I mean, depending on the subject matter. I mean, with 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 Kiss, I remember a lot of the preview pages, and I you know he always. I remember seeing Gene with 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 the bun on the top of his hair, and it and it yeah. just it it that was perfect. And he drew a very uh, intimidating Venom. Oh, uh, Jesus, his, his Spider Man in the black costume because he 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 kind of channeled a little bit of McFarlane with the the foot over the dude's shoulder and spinning through the air, and and it oh just, yeah, he's very a lot much of energy. It's, it's an just, image it's, artist. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. beautiful work, and it's you're not. But, I also gonna... see a lot of Val Merrick in his work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just his his he has that Capullo tendency to uh, really distort his characterizations. Like all the children have really big eyes. Right. Yeah. And, and and you know he likes to flay the fingers out a lot and 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 he takes very a lot of liberties with with musculature and the human anatomy and that's great. I love that. But. And there's a lot of detail in the work, but it's not noodling. It it all adds up into this huge, beautiful image. Uh, images that I I I I hunger for more Angel Medina work. It's weird. I just went to his yeah. website, and the last piece of news on his website was was January 2007. Angel Medina to helm the Muddy Avengers. Um, oh, uh, if anybody know, out there knows what happened to Angel Medina, what's the deal? Yeah, I mean, he's still alive because Uncle Sal always jokes around. He's still around. Yeah, I mean, well, we saw him. I mean, he'll 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 be at he'll be at yeah he'll be at C two E two. You know, Angel Medina or Sal. Oh damn! Oh, cool. Yeah, you like Angel? Oh, you're 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 breaking up. Vince, before you break all the all the shit here, do do you know a band called Lucero? No. No, I saw them open up. I've been a Lucero fan for for quite a while. They they opened up for Social Distortion a couple months back here. Uh, but they have a new album out. Their last album uh, has a song on it called "The Devil and Maggie Chascarillo," which I think that that, that you would you would appreciate. Love the Rockets. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, um, it was kind of cool to see a band that I've been a fan of for a long time have a song based on Love and Rockets. And I was like, Ooh, I know what this is about. So, you know, one of those, one of those, you know, uh, uh, when worlds collide moments. So I'll, uh, I'll have to, I'll have to, um, clue you in on, uh, on this, on this record. You have to you know, head over to Amazon and, and check it out. But uh, cool. yeah, neat little, neat little uh, comic comic book music thing, which I actually was uh, um, uh, found out about uh, by following uh, the fan graphics on Twitter, and I was like, "Ooh, mm-hmm. Lucero, cool." Mm-hmm. How am I sound? My sound not so good. Like shit, shit piss. David, your dad's got to be almost falling asleep at this point. Oh Talk no, about no, something he, like he, about- he, he he waved goodbye a little while ago. Oh, that was hours ago. Uh, yeah, he wanted to. Um, it was. Now, what's Renee been doing? Is she just reading some Kindle or something? 
She is actually she's uh, she's playing mahjong on my iPad right now. But she um, she oh speaking of that dude, yeah, picture Rika. You played it? No, but I'm gonna look for it now. I'm gonna download ninety nine cents EA sale. I'm a dick, dude. I can't stop. Yeah, it's gonna be oh, dude. Mad Madden eleven for ninety nine cents. It was awesome. I know. Yeah, I already bought it for like seven ninety nine when it first came out. So, but yeah, that's that's another one. Yeah, um, Sim City yeah. for a buck. That's what actually have um have you guys downloaded Bookmon for the nope. iPad? Bookmon. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> what say say again? Pokemon. Book Bookmon M O N B O O K M O N. Never heard of it. Okay, it's free, downloaded, because it is a PDF and comic book archive reader. And okay. if you, uh, when you connect it, when you connect your device to iTunes, you can drag your documents over to it. So any preview PDFs or any um, CBRs or CBZs that you may have, you can drag them over to sync up to it. It uh, it works well because I was a little I was a little bummed to find out that. Uh, after pimping Comic Zeal since I've had my iPhone, that the version that I have for my iPhone is the comic book reader mini version. So it's not the universal version that can be viewed on the iPad, but it still works. You can, you can zoom in on the comics. Everything still looks nice on Comic Zeal. But if you want, uh, if for anybody who doesn't even want to spend the four bucks on the mini version of Comic Zeal, you can download Bookmon and, uh, and still read your, um, Gamon. Yeah, Mon. So, uh, so there's that. So I, that's, um, I, there was a, uh, back issue. I think issue 41 was a free PDF download. So I was testing it with uh with that and it works really well back issue looks really sharp on the uh on the cool. iPad but um she she does have her Kindle I did not you know I wanted to finish Duncan the Wonder Dog this week I wanted to bring that I wanted to bring uh, the second volume of Bean World there were a lot of things I wanted to bring but I was just mm-hmm. like you know what last time I brought a few things and Renee was like I cannot believe you brought all these books and really the only thing I read was the um Avengers Forever so Instead of oh, bringing a lot of stuff, yeah, you know. So I mean, I'm, I'm glad I brought it because I'm glad I read it, and and, and it was it's a fantastic story. But I was just like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to bring previews because I still have to place my order. I'm going to uh, I I brought a couple issues of the Amazing Heroes stack that uh, that Vince sent me, and right. uh, and I said I'm just going to um, I'm going to keep it minimum. I'm going to uh, you know keep it lean and mean, and and I'll just I'll read things off the iPad and uh and I've just been having a blast to begin with with that. But no, she's she's got her Kindle, she's got my iPad right now and uh and dad left a little while ago. He just wanted to kinda get a see feel for it. it. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I I was trying to tell him, I'm like, you know, it's not like it's not like when you're watching MSG or, or ESPN <laughs> and you're seeing the radio personalities in the studio while they're while they're doing their thing. It's just me in front of a computer talking to the other guys that you won't be able to hear. But Renee <laughs> was trying to break it down to me where it's like, you know, sometimes it's you know, just just my perception of it is going to be different than somebody else's. Sometimes they they may just want to see what's so interesting because Renee she let it slip that uh you know, there are times where if it's quiet in the house, and even though she's in the other room when I'm talking to you guys when we're back at home, she if it's quiet enough, she can hear me. And she's like, it is interesting listening to what I'm saying, even if she can't hear what you guys are saying. So I shouldn't take 
That's because she loves you, though. Probably. Yeah. But I, I shouldn't woman. take anything lightly. What? Do, well, yeah, because God forbid I get to a point. So I shouldn't take anything lightly <laughs> uh, how somebody else might perceive what it is that, that we do or what I do. Right. So, But yeah, no, but, but, but he said goodnight a little while ago. Did he say? Right. Did he say fuck this noise? <laughs> he <was sleeping. laughs> and, then he, and then he pounded his heart and gave me two fingers. That's so right. He, he was, Love you. Uh, now, is your bro down there too, David, for this? No. Well, fuck no, because because Alex works retail and it's his the season. Oh, oh. So oh, yeah, yeah, so he's he, he no vacation for him until probably sometime in January. So there you uh, go. Right. Yeah. Be, before I hand over the baton, I just have one more thing. Uh-huh. Uh, Chris is like, oh Jesus, you you don't have to be. A Kiss fan to read this book, but but if you are, but it helps. No, but if you if you know if you are, there are Easter eggs littered through. I read seventeen, eighteen issues. There are Easter eggs littered throughout the art and the story. They'll they'll use uh, descriptive text like fractured mirror. There's a thug called the Deuce. There there may be there, one. There there may, <laughs> there may be a guy in a panel. That has a uh, a baseball hat on, and there's a house on fire in the in the hat. You know what I mean, like firehouse. So if you if you're a fan, there'll, there'll be more than the story, which is enough to 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 entertain you. So yeah, I I was completely enamored with this book from nice. the from the first issue. I loved it. And I wanted to punch myself in the face for turning my nose up at it for prejudging the book. You know, back, so you ought to know better than that. That's I it. should. Yeah. I should. I prejudged, and I lost out. And it took me 13 years to catch up. Mm-hmm. Better late than never, dude. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm done. All Finished. Right, I'm done, I'm done with you. you. Yeah. What else do you want to talk about in this special holiday episode <laughs> <laughs> where we all yell bring at each it, other? Bring it festive. <laughs> 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 hey, that's not too far away from Christmas dinner in my house. Oh, anyway. reels. Yep, you don't have to tell me twice. It's funny. I I am serious. I cannot. I'm I'm just starting Act Two of the first volume of Pluto. Well, I mean not now because I'm talking to you guys, but I mean once we're that, that's why I left it when I when I finally put the book mm-hmm. down. But it's um, it's like I'm pissed that there's only eight volumes because well partly because I don't have the other seven volumes yet, but also because I know that this oh, is going to end. And no, I. I <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Chris says that. Um, no, it's it's. No. Yeah. By the time they get to the end of it, you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be. No, over. I'm, I'm sure. I'm into it every page of it. Yeah. But yeah, you're just like, okay, yeah, it's the story. It doesn't have to be thirty-five fuck That's cool. volumes. Yeah. No, I I, I do appreciate that. I do. I, I know. I, I like knowing that uh, that you know that that there's a beginning, middle, end, and and this is it. And and I'm. You know, it, it starts off great, and I'd like to. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm right at the part where they they talk about the rules from uh, that the robots have, and and obviously someone's disobeying them. So I'm. I'm I thought it's I'm, all Asimov. It's all Asimov's. Yeah. You know, that's I definitely felt that, and I mean, even though on the cover it says that uh, it's based on on Astro Boy, and and I, you know, I. Astro Boy was first before uh, Asimov's iRobot series. I think. Mm, I think so. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So uh, right. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Asimov on that. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Never tip the hat to the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Never. They've, 
the forum will tell us. I'm sure yeah. they don't invent things. They're very good at emulating. No, they make them better. <laughs> anyway, yeah. You know. oh, Happy birthday, Jeebus. There you go. <laughs> Love you. Praise uh, Jeebus. All right. What do we want to do? Want to keep this going, or do, should we curtail this in in light of the? Uh... No, let's let's keep it going a little bit more. Okay, uh, cool. Have you guys read anything recently by humanoids? No. <laughs> oh, tell me you bought the Inkle. Well, it's not out yet. <laughs> oh, it's not out? I thought it was last no, week. No, here's the, so yeah, so so I I get um I guess I subscribe. I must have signed up a while ago, but I just get it and um that weekly email from Tales of Wonder. Uh-huh. And it's basically just usually it's just them saying this is the stuff that's out this this week, you know, so it's no more it's no different than any any other thing you see of like you know, new releases. Um but um for some reason I guess they, they always you know, they have decent discounts, or whatever, but I don't know why. I just I must have bought something from them a while ago and got on their newsletter. But um normally I don't pay any mind, but I noticed uh and I posted this on the forum a thing, it was under D C comics and it was uh Inkle Incal I N C A L um, by uh, Jodorowsky and Mobius, and the Mobius obviously piqued my curiosity. And then I saw uh, it was like nine nine ninety nine, and then they were discounting it to like sixty wow. bucks or something. So I was like, "Oh, what is this? Like an absolute I've never heard of?" Clicked on it, saw what it was, and it really had no frame of reference. So I posted in the forum, "What do you guys know about Incal and, and everything?" We went from there. Turns out that it was it was supposed to come out last week, but it didn't. It didn't actually uh, ship. So and I haven't. I've I they, they 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 did that at NYCC, right? What's that? What? <laughs> D- didn't they debut that in, in New York? I don't think so. No, 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 no. They might have announced it in New York. They, oh. No, they, have, they hasn't been. No, there's been oh. no debut of anything. Um, but this is only going to be oh. a uh, 750 copy limited edition oh, uh, hardcover. Uh, so I was like, oh, this is. I want to get this. It looks. It's Mobius art. It, even if I don't, you know, the, who cares what the story is? But it hasn't come out yet. So I, I went to Humanoid. But it was, so it was from Humanoid. So I went to Humanoid's website. And uh, I guess they were, I, I didn't realize this, but I guess there was a time where they really weren't putting out anything in the U.S., um, yeah. but now they're back. Uh, they're out from under their, their agreement with Devil's Due, and they're um, doing their own thing now. Um, and, and it's one of those things like going to their website, I saw so many works that look absolutely gorgeous, and to the point where I would pretty much almost sight unseen be willing to buy every one of these because they look that great. Um, but it seems like they're really struggling at least based again on the website and and what was supposed to come out by now, getting the stuff out, um, which I you know again I can understand. Um, and they gave a very candid interview a few months ago um, to either either Newsarama or CBR, I forget which, but but um, it's on their website where they were very upfront about the fact that they've been disappointed that since they've come back as a you know self publisher, um, the interest in the direct market for their for the comics has been nil. So they're they've kind of scrapped the idea of putting a lot of these things out in issue form. And That's a shame. Form it is, it is. But looking at the work, uh, especially because so much of it was actually originally put out in Europe as as graphic albums yes. in the first place, um, I don't think you're really losing anything by not having it in issue form. Because I know they put out I Am Legion, Je Suis Legion, uh, <laughs> in uh, in issue form, and it was a kind of a, a hard a hard slog in my opinion. Um, but I understand that the, you know, the entire album in one sitting is is a much different experience. Um, but I just I, I went there looking for this in-call information, but I was just bowled over by some of the other things that uh, they're associated with or theoretically bringing here to the states. So uh, if anyone out there knows a little more about what's going on with humanoids or has heard anything, I'd I'd love to know because um, 
I kind of I'm like seriously interested in buying almost everything that they theoretically have on okay. the docket. Here's a good rule of thumb: with yeah. uh, if you're perusing the humanoid site and you come across an artist named Juan Jimenez, mm-hmm. just buy it. Okay. I will I will back that up one hundred and fifty percent. Jimenez did the Meta Barons uh, with right. uh, Jodorowsky. He has uh, something called the Fourth Power. I have a, a shitload of of humanoids books. Back when they were pumping them out through DC, Yodorovsky uh, uh, did this series called the White Llama. Was fantastic. I think it's uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, I six. I like this techno priest stuff. Oh, the techno priest with Fred Beltran. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing yeah, it's really stuff. Cool. Yeah, and the the techno priest kind of ties into the uh, the Meta Barons and the Ankle and uh yeah humanoids is one of those great publishers that i was astounded well and not not surprised really that they didn't catch on because it's 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 their stuff is very much in the heavy metal vein uh oh, those, yeah. those classic right, Euro- right, right, right european artists but uh jimenez is an artist you should be well versed in because he is incredible oh good god his watercolor work is is stunning it just takes your breath away and uh he likes to to draw the ladies so there's a lot of uh a lot of uh, eye massage going on in his books and there's mm-hmm. but yodorovsky uh, he, he's a i think he's a great writer but he need you need to take a little bit of uh the the you need to climb the one part of the bell curve with him because he's tough to to just jump into his work mm-hmm. You ever see uh, Holy Mountain and um, uh, uh, Jesus? I'm drawing a blank because it's freaking beer. Uh, Yodorovsky's movies are incredible too. No, no, no. Do it. Just, just Jimenez. Just buy them. Just really, just buy. If, if anything, just get the art of Juan Jimenez. There's a, a single volume just showcasing his his paintings and illustrations. Just get that to get a feel for him. You'll love his work. I know you. Mm-hmm. I know you will. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So I'm just I'm definitely curious to see if you know humanoids can, you know, kind of get their stuff out there. And which sucks because DC was pushing them pretty heavily at one time, and then they just yeah. Went away. Well, that's you know, hey, I, like I said, the the it's a great interview. I, you know, I love when guys are candid, and he he doesn't make excuses or anything about the DC. He just said, you know, uh, it just wasn't demand for it in the direct market, and so it doesn't make a lot of sense to have a deal with DC if you know that's obviously their strength. Uh, is the direct market, and it's just, you know, even with their reach, it wasn't getting any traction. So. I think Humberto uh, uh, Ramos did some work for Humanoids. Yeah, well, uh, and 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 I Am Legion was uh, was Cassidy. Yeah, that, that was yeah. So um, yeah, I don't know. Butch Geist has done some stuff with them. Um, Ooh. But anyway, uh, yeah, just uh, I'm very curious. To hopefully, I, some of the stuff hits, including Incall, because it, you know, I'm a sucker for the for the. Uh, the uh, subcased hardcovers. So. Oh yeah, and it's nuts because when the books came out, they were only I think fourteen ninety five. I'm gonna check for sure here. You can buy them on yeah. eBay right now for like twenty bucks a piece. Yeah, fourteen ninety five, yeah. and it's an oversized hardcover, but maybe fifty six or sixty eight pages. Let's see. Yeah, this one is forty eight pages, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's large and it's all in full color. Great hardcover, nice paper, and and I was I was really happy to be able to get work of this caliber this cheaply back then yeah. but then they just well they evaporated which sucked mm-hmm. yeah i have them all i'm nuts there you go 
Crazy, I can't be stopped. <sighs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's plugged into the the uh, early heavy metal vein. Which is oh, not a bad God. thing. No, God no. Shit, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's Christmas. Like a brother buffet. One, one day, Vince, we'll have to talk about um, your strong opinion on creator-owned comics and, and their oh, creations. Yeah, yeah I, I think I will lose a lot of friends. I oh. don't. Right. I don't. Because I think, well, see, I, I, <laughs> what? In a nutshell, if you are a creator who respects your own talent, I can I can understand the need and the desire to draw a regular paycheck from a company, but sure. if if you value if you value your own work in any way, why would you give your good friggin' ideas away? Why just give them away? And it, it's it's another thing we get into this this talk about. Yeah, there's oh, really this is a big debate. This it is, is it game. is. There, there's really there's really nothing new out of Marvel and DC from anyone but Jeff Johns and Bendis because they are compensated the best. But if you are a Fred Van Lente or uh, a Tony Bedard and you're just giving good ideas to these companies, I don't want to say you're a chump, but I just have to wonder why. Why are you doing it? Why are you just wholesale handing over these brilliant ideas that are going to make this company right, his, a his decent amount of money his, his for what, a paycheck? Has, all right, wait. So you have... You have a person who creates a character, creates a comic book, creates a universe. It's it's his. He writes and draws it, and and he owns it all outright, no problem whatsoever. He can do whatever he wants. Lead character dies, or, or exactly. ends up, you know, whatever he wants to do. But then, when the creator leaves this earth, is no longer around with us, his creation ceases it, it stops because it was his you know no one's right. picking up the ball to run with it if if um if that creator decided to give one of his ideas to marvel or dc mm -hmm. after that creator leaves this mortal coil the creation still lives on so it it's it's somewhat of a legacy if 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 now that could be in the next big event with, with right, the but then it's it's no longer a creation; it's a commodity. But it's still it it see in this day and age, it's I. It it's still it was still created by somebody. It's very hard to say that someone or two people at least did not create a character. It's 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 pretty much out there. As soon as a creation is made, as soon as a character is 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 made, the parents are are known. Thanks to the internet, thanks to and, you know, yeah. royalties. So it's it's it, credit is going to be given regardless. But but so so because they don't own it outright, you you have a problem with it or no? I have a I have a problem with a lot. No, just handing over your creativity for the sake of the gift, and that's in quotes of being published. That, that bugs the shit out of me where a, a person will labor over a creation for literally years coming, coming, just crafting the world and the character in, in characters 
that reside in it, and then they just pitch it to a publisher like Marvel or DC and just hand it over. With, with all the avenues well, of expression they, available today on the internet, blogs, they, 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 and they don't do that very often. That's why, which is that's right, why they, which is why the, the, they're that's so that's tepid. That's why we have the same. That's why Cable feels like a new character, even though he's twenty-five years old. Right, it's because right. they don't don't create characters. And Very it, often. Because they don't create characters because they're giving away their intellectual property for free yeah, exactly. for the sake of a paycheck. And, and, and Steve Bryant will, will, could elucidate on this much more eloquently than myself. But as an artist, and this, this applies more, much more to writers than it does to artists. Artists, they bring the writer's vision to life and they do a great job at Marvel and DC, but they're Steve Dicko would tell you to go to hell. Right, but they're not the the the, the idea men are not creating new ideas because the the writers will be just be where giving is, them away. Where where is, where is today Stanley? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I, the, the whole creator own thing. Stanley to tell those Jack Kirby's what to draw. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, and it's it's amazing to me that the the refuge from. Marvel back in the day, which was Image, has now become the the like the the uh, the stalwart defender of of uh, creators' rights. Well, they'll just take a, a a an initial payment to get your book out there, and everything is yours, for better or worse. If it doesn't sell, well, too bad, you know. If it does, it's all yours. That's the way publishing should be. It's not the it's not the the 1920s and like robber barons, you know, that that just yeah we'll publish your work, but we have to own it. That concept is insane. Just to get your work distributed, you're handing over ownership for what? Today, publish it yourself. Get yourself a website or a blog or or an iTunes app and get your work out there. You don't have to pay hardly anything for it, and it's yours. What would Eastman and Laird be if they took their if if someone at Marvel or DC bit? Back in the day, when they when they made the turtles, well, they, well where would yeah, well, where would the turtles fit in? But that's it's oh, that's, it's it's not about fitting in. Take the the concept of the Marvel and DC universes aside. What if they brought it into uh, uh, like uh, yeah, or something like that, where where they would just appropriate the characters just for the sake of getting the the, the artists and writers' name in the book and getting their work out there. It's not a fair trade. <sighs> but I wouldn't. All right, but, are we done? No. <laughs> what happened to Jason? Does he not want I'm to talk here. about? I'm just listening. I just uh, you don't have an. Uh, well, I'm sure you have an uh, opinion. I, I just um, it's a big discussion, and it's, yeah, and, I just it's, feel like we're, it's, we're two and a half hours in. Everyone okay. is uh, is wired differently. Like I don't, I I I think you're romanticizing a world that doesn't exist. Like in in your romanticized world, what you're saying makes all the sense in the world. But I think that. If you really have any hope of making a living that goes beyond being able to buy yourself a Big Mac every now and then in this industry, if that's really the path you want to go down, the path of least resistance is not doing it that way. I, I, I don't think that's the case. So, Well, the, the, I think the perfect scenario is what uh, a concept that has been brought up on our forum, where and it's the Kirkman Manifesto. Sure. Ma- use the publishers to make a name. Use them as they would use you. Use the, the publishers to make a name for yourself. Once you get a sizable following, get the hell out. Start pushing your own books. 
but you don't need to see the. I think where the debate yeah, comes from. Yeah, it's, it's, it's get so backwards with Kirkman. Yeah, it's so do you need to get the hell Kirkman. out if you're if you're Kirkman or if you're yes, you, I mean he wanted to, but do you need to get the hell out if you're if you're Bendis? Seems to me like Bendis is having his. Oh, of course, too. right? Exa- well, that's yeah. Bendis and Johns are the anomalies. They're the well, guys no, that are. They're, no, no, John, John, John doesn't really do creator own stuff. Shit for creator work. He doesn't want. No, to no, that's not what I'm talking about. They're, they don't want to do it. They're perfectly happy where they are because uh, there's there, 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 there's a, there's a Powers TV show in development. So. Yeah. You know, and torso was uh, a torso been optioned because I, Bendis sure. owns those. That's what right? I'm saying. That's yeah. right. So, would yeah. you think he would? Do you think there would be a Powers TV show in development, or would he get anything from it if he if he gave Powers to Marvel just for the no, sake no, of publishing it? Though you oh. said no, no, he's you, doing you're both. advocating the Kirkman manifesto, and Kirkman's manifesto specifically is as you articulated: go to work for one of the big two. Make a name for yourself, and then leave, and just do your own stuff. Right. And what what people like Bendis have said, and I think they have a valid point, is why not do both? And he and yeah. Brew Baker and other guys do exactly that. They right, get but come on, paycheck at Marvel, and yeah. they do their own stuff. Exactly. But Icon is the equivalent of letting Bendis work in the farm six days a week on the Marvel books, and then letting him sleep in the guest house on Sunday. That's what but Icon he is. All the rights to it, so he's oh, getting. Oh, of course, yeah. but but they're giving him a bone for all of the work that he. You can't tell me that Bendis's sure. Marvel proper work sells much more than his Icon work. So Marvel's so. making the money off the bread and butter Marvel Universe stuff, and they're saying, "Yeah, go ahead, do 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 Criminal or do Powers and sell your your ten to fifteen thousand books. Yeah, Casanova, and you'll be happy. It's not a fair trade." Uh, until the Powers movie gets made. Then maybe it... But how many artists does that work for? How many artists have the luxury of saying to Marvel, yeah, I want an icon book? Not many. Well, again, though, you can't... The problem we have is, like you said, that a writer can do both easily. An artist right. can't. Right. Unless, right. unless you're, unless you're oh, only... You know, if you want to, be real, if you want to keep, keep it real, <laughs> how many artists, meaning the illustrators, have much ownership of these hot independent properties? Unless they're writer artists, they don't have much ownership in them. It, the, it, it, it is so the, the 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 time of the writer in comics, and you know, as, as much as the the focus was on artists in the '90s, I mean, the artists kind of getting the short ass end of the stick these days. I think honestly, that's why you're seeing so many artists are starting to to write and either you know do you know write and and do the art or switch them. it's like Phil Hester how much art do you see out of Phil Hester these days he's doing Godzilla he's yeah. gonna do he's gonna do Godzilla but other than that how much art do you see out right. of Phil Hester which brings days? up a, a question I've had how is Finch's Batman is it any good don't care tell you. you know I have the uh, the return of Bruce Wayne waiting for me at home I'll let you know Finch wrote that and drew no, it? No, Finch drew it. Uh, Morrison wrote it. Oh, oh no. Is, oh, isn't no, Finch sorry. writing uh, a book? Yeah, I was going to say. I, yes, I Finch is writing a book, but I did not. I, I the head, Has that started yet? Uh, no, I don't know. No, okay. I don't think so. Oh, the okay. Return came out this past month, and I did read that. Yeah. Like you said, that was written by Morrison. Um, there you go. The, There's a, 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 a artist that has graduated to writing. Finch. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Daniel, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right. I mentioned I mentioned Phil that's and that, that's example. a guy that you know he, he does still draw but man I I 
really enjoy Hester's written stuff. His Darkness Run, The Anchor. Hell yeah. it, Phil is... Golly. I'm, I'm really looking forward to his take on Wonder Woman. Hmm. Makes, let me know how how it is. Yeah, I, I I will let you know because I think I think he will I think he'll do some some things that oh. that haven't been done with that character before. Well, you know it's going to be solid because it's Hester and he's yeah, displayed right. yeah. he's Just displayed that ability him. to take. Look what he did with Darkness. Darkness of all characters. I mean, yeah. But yeah. see, I have to admit a little confession no that problem. when I heard that, I thought um, Eric Powell was going to draw the Godzilla series. When I heard uh, it, Hester... Yeah, it, it, I, was, I would almost like to see it the other way. With, yeah, with, me with, too. With Phil writing and pal drawing would yeah. be awesome. But I'm not all that know, jazzed about yeah. Hester drawing it. Um, I think he'll do fine with it. Oh, yeah, he'll do fine, but I would rather, it, like you said, be the other way around. Mm-hmm. I'd like it to see Powell draw it. Yeah, but you know, Powell just doesn't work that fast. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Oh, we kicked it in the ass in the last 20 there you go. Yeah, it's not good. We should save that for another episode. We will, where we, where we, we can get all get all fired up. Yeah, and we'll and we'll have Steve on. <laughs> Steve Bryant, tell you he'll tell yeah, you what the score will, is. He will bring heat. I know. All right, everybody. This episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, Wumba, amazing discounts, otherworldly discounts on your books, anywhere from thirty-five to seventy-five percent off selected spotlighted books and in your travels i don't really have anything to push because this past weekend all i've read was psycho circus um hell read savage dragon because it goes there it's one of those books that it's creator owned it's 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 creator owned anything can happen that savage dragon was going to be a uh an example because you had what that um that 11-year-old kid or whatever, he created a character that was, that Eric Larson drew, or was it like Lobster Boy or some shit? And it was like one of the first first issues after the miniseries. And mm-hmm. and here was a character that created by someone who just wanted to be in Savage Dragon. So, you know, they, he created a character to be used in someone else's universe. Right. Don't make it right. Okay. Cool. Do it. <laughs> And in your travels, um, as I'm going to be this week, uh, read the second volume of Brian Talbot's awesome Granville series. Monomore mm. is is out, and uh, I started reading it, and it is a, a continuation of everyone's uh, favorite uh, anthropomorphic badger detective. Uh, Have you guys read Granville? I have not yet. No. Yes. Okay Did, then. Oh, really? <laughs> Do not like. You didn't like Grand. I I love I love Brian Talbot. I love the Luther Arkwright, uh, techno comics like Phage Brian Talbot. I don't like his art style on that Granville stuff. I don't like where he where he's taking it. But that's just me. But the stories are church. Oh, the stories are good. Yeah, it's the arts. Just kind of, it looks church. wonky to me. Sorry. Oh, awesome. Church. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, you didn't like it either. Not so much. Wow. I know Luther Arkwright though. It's dope. Yeah, Luther Arkwright. Have tough, you, tough fucking crowd. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and don't under 
uh, discount the the techno comic stuff. His his no, uh, techno page was freaking brilliant. The artwork on that was just fantastic. Yeah, I don't know. It just looks 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 kind of goofy to me. I, I couldn't I, get into it. I, I'm sorry. I really like Grantville a lot. It's it's I not do. something to which you should be ashamed. I, I I enjoy it mightily. There you go. Great. Jason thinks I'm re- retardist. <laughs> what? I said retard. Unheard of. I was I was going to say uh, read Haunt because don't don't talk shit about something until you've actually read it. Uh, but I will say, um, I will and, say and the uh, fact that it's good. Well, yeah. Well, you, you know, caveat emptor. The uh, I would. Um, I'll say, you know what, because I'm up to issue three, and like Haunt, it um, I didn't know what to expect going in, but I I think I mentioned it the last uh, couple weeks ago, but um, check out Echoes. Ooh. My top cow. Okay. The art is beautiful. The art is is it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just pencil, but it's uh, it's it's fantastic. And and when I finish it, I'll I'll talk about wow. it more detail. It must be good if it's just pencils, because for you to pump something yeah. that doesn't have an anchor, <laughs> holy shit! Anyway, wow. So yeah, check it out. I believe the first issue was in the um the top cow first appearance trade or first. The, the the trade that collected like five first yeah, first looks first lookers that was it like first that. looks yeah. yeah I think I think yeah. Echoes number one was part of that but the five issue mini is um I yeah I I like it I like it nice so in your travels most importantly if you're of that persuasion have a merry Christmas yeah uh, on your way to having a merry Christmas go over to Kickstarter. Check out some of the things they have, including our buddies Fracture, Sean Pryor, yes. mm-hmm. and his crew. Give that a, a shot. I'm supporting it. You, you might want to consider it too. Go check it out. Uh, and if you like, uh, feel like reading a little something, something, might I suggest uh, a little love for a, a new book called Marine Man? Oh. You got the first issue. Yeah, it's what Aquaman should be, people. Oh, I didn't get the first issue yet. It's in my box. It's, it's Ian Churchill? Yeah, Ian Churchill. What uh, a, it, what a road looks, he has it traveled. Looks fun. It looks so, fun. It, it's I, a, it was a lot of fun. It, it's, uh, it, it's, it's one of those books, very quirky. You know, I, I suspect your mileage may vary. So, some people probably won't groove on it. But, you know, hey, I, there's not a lot of people are huge Aquaman fans, but I thought it was a lot of fun. So um, yeah. give it a whirl. Man, I detested his work for a long time. Yeah, me too. I, I, I loved really? his work on cable, and then he went into that that Supergirl mode where it looked like she yeah, had big big chunks of metal in her breast, yeah. and there was a huge magnet over her head. And I was like, <laughs> I, 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 I I'm not grooving on this, but his uh, Hulk run, it, I think, was phenomenal. We talked yeah, Hulk about run it. was cool, yeah. yeah, yeah. And now he's just running. It's real that. cool. It's a, it's a very um, it's a different. He's changing his style up again. It's uh, it, it's, it's. Oh really? It's, well, it, it it's not um, not, not, not as slender, but it's, yeah, like the, the character's a little more robust, almost like kind of like a little bit of, like a, a page from like The Incredibles, kind of. Oh, like, neat. I was I was thinking maybe um like Norton's uh Magic of Shazam. 
art. We're, we're yeah, right, like exactly. I'll tell you, one yeah, of the covers bodies, that I saw... Exaggerated, a little simpler line work, like yeah. a little bit more like cleaner line work than you're used to. Because yeah. I think when you think of Churchill, a lot of people might think of the, the aping image 90s version of Churchill, which is yeah. like cross-hatching a plenty. This is like polar opposite of that. There's there's but not that. So. Honestly, one of the preview images I thought I saw for that, I thought it was by Waringo. Absolutely, it's yeah. Uh, I, I was it's, like, it's, wait, it's, wait, what is this? And it was Churchill. I, I, I'd say he's still not. I wouldn't, you know, go that high in terms of the praise, but it's a, definitely a different style, and I think much befitting of a book that's got some humorous elements to it. I mean, he's hey. not taking himself too seriously in this. So awesome! I'm pre-ordered up to what three, so yeah. I can't. I yeah. can't wait. Yeah, cool. And uh, I'm just going to throw another one out there just for the hell of it. And I, 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 far, oh, far, far be it from me. No. Far be it from me. There's, there's that wall of shit. Far be it from me, and it just keeps trickling, to <laughs> pump a DC book. But really, read Rebels. Oh, hell yeah. I, I have no uh, love for DC. Read Rebels. It is so freaking good. My man, 50 grand right there. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll let you pass on that one. Okay. I, right. Yeah. And Odyssey. Well, let's let's all say happy birthday, baby Jeebus, and go yeah, have, birth, have a happy birthday, little Jesus. Have yeah. a great holiday, go baby Jesus. And here, here's an idea: after the uh, fruitcake has been cut and the dust has settled on Christmas, come to our forum, bullpenbulletinpodcast dot com forward slash forum, and Truth. tell us tell us what you got. Show us your haul Word. in in oh. detail. We want to know. Yes, and one other quick thank you. Thank you to Alan, New Mutant. He uh, sent me a birthday uh, wish. Aww. And, uh, it was quite nice. It was a it was a a birthday karaoke. It was awesome. So uh, you got a, you got an you got an original video. I did. Son of a bitch. I yeah, know. it's pretty 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 awesome. How the hell do you rate? That's all right. Ah, uh, you know, it ain't all right. I gotta like that. No, no, it's all right because you know karma. It's, it's, you know. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> Karma's a bitch. You know what it was? Uh, because when we went out to dinner a few weeks ago, oh, I yeah. think uh, I was talking to him about, we were all talking about different stuff, and I brought up Glee, and I assumed <laughs> he would love Glee, and he said he didn't like it at all, and it shocked me because, you know, he does love the, I would, yeah, the, that's the lip syncing and all that, and he said he doesn't, for some reason, like covers of songs, He he which shocked me because of... It being yeah. Alan, he, he said he, he likes the originals, and when he hears people cover songs, even if it's really well done, it takes him out of it. Uh, and I was baffled, so yeah. I think he sent me this video of him singing as a uh, wink to that statement. So, ah, But you still got something we didn't, so... I did. I did. It's good to be. It's good to be. Considering you spend every single open of of every show now talking about the loot people send you, I don't think you have word. I don't. Uh. Uh-uh. It, no, it just no. seems that you way. I think we're like 13 episodes and counting that you've had to thank someone for some yeah. kind Dude, of Dude, I have a complete run of Spawn. Yeah. I am elite. Thanks to our G- listeners. Give me, yes. give me wares. Yes, thanks to Rossi Vila. But, but you're right. And, uh, but, right. And, and he does he, he does join that elite hall of of, <laughs> uh, of listeners because I have, I have a complete run of Age of Apocalypse thanks to our listeners. There so. you go. What yeah. do they get for it? I'm, Nothing. <laughs> Chris has got liquor. Yeah, we've got a video. We rock. I liquor love and butt sex. 
I uh, <laughs> I'm I'm looking to finish my uh, my run of Detective Comics. All I need is like issues twenty seven <laughs> through like forty five. See, you should have tapped me before Chris Campbell got his his uh, hands because oh, I had holy a... shit. Did you guys see that Raphael Albuquerque is drawing Uncanny X Force five one? Remember writing? They're bringing back the fucking readers. Wow. That's awesome. See, now that gets me giddy. Yeah. Cool. It's a point one issue, though. F that. What, it's, dude? Dude, learn uh, to love it. Dude, if it, it. you don't have to love the idea, but if, if, if the story is rocking don't your world, get in the way of my family. Had nothing to do with you, the weren't, weren't we all just talking? Weren't you guys talking about how numbers don't mean nothing? So who's they right? don't mean anything, but it's just a, it's another so issue you got to piss off. It's a, oh, <laughs> just, just, just it's don't on. get the right. way of my American vampire, and I'm, I'm fine with that. Did David just say it's on? No, I yeah. said piss on. Piss like, on. <laughs> it's on. Yeah, it, it's on. So we continue next week, bitch. This is awesome. I don't want to stop now. I know. I oh, know. and uh, and seriously, people, clock is ticking. Get your 11 O'Closker ballots rolling, folks. Yes. Do it. Oh, yeah. And I got to get my, my Secret Santa package out. I didn't get that out yet. <laughs> Yeah. No. The the loot I'm going to dump on this person, it's going to be worth it. Yes. Uh, Shut up. It's it's and and thank you to those that um, don't judge that 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 have <laughs> stopped by the swag store and and purchased buttons and oh, shirts. Uh, the the official opening of the store has not taken place yet, but uh, for those that did find the uh, the link, congrats and. Uh, <laughs> For uh, for for checking out the stuff, I can't. Someone bought a set of buttons. That's so cool. Man, I'm frosted. Yeah, this I'm gonna night, have. Uh, I can't wait to have my 11 C banana hammock ready for. More like a peanut hammock. My shirt off, getting tatted. Circus peanut hammock. Mine has to fit a plantain. So. Nice. Oh, that's sick. A plantain. Funny. Hey everybody! <laughs> go have a go have a great holiday. Go hug yeah, somebody man, you love. Man, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, just yep. go go love somebody. Feliz Be safe. Be safe. Right. Don't 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 make it. Año y felicidad. Amateur night. Just. And I and I hope you all get gift cards to your favorite comic book store or online. Go buy comics with them. I just love have your buddy sent you Encyclopedia Deadpool with Oh, <laughs> oh boy. that's sweet. Bye bye. Merry it's Christmas, good. people. I'm going to learn some people about Deadpool backup characters next week. Do it. Both of them? Stop. There's... Oh, you shit. <laughs> you, you just Sorry. gave him a bowl of pasta and you shit in it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, for that, you're getting a double dose. You're getting copycat NT right next week. Oh, nice. We're done. Love you. See you. Bye. Say bye-bye. Good night, folks. Happy New Year. Uh, Epic. Happy New Year.